I just completed 10,000 days in hardcore Minecraft. But before I show you any more of that, we need to go all the way back to the beginning in 2019 when I created my world. This was during the COVID-19 lockdown when everyone had to stay home, and I figured I would start a brand new hardcore world as a way to pass the time. As the months passed, the world became something special to me, more than just a world. It became my own personal project that I valued greatly. Over the years that I've played this world, I started my YouTube channel, made content, and had a ton of fun with my hobby. So over the next few hours, you're not only going to experience the tale of my world, but also see how I've changed as a person and progressed along the way. So sit back and relax while I show you the story of how I survived 10,000 days in hardcore Minecraft. Here we are, everyone. Oh man, I'm so excited to start this world. Hold on, pause. Pause. I said pause. Jeez, editing one, but go back. So something you should know about this world is that I didn't actually record anything until day 5,000. The reason for that is that when I started the world, it was just for myself. I had no plans on making a YouTube channel. However, as I built more things, my friends suggested that I post my builds on social media. As more and more people began to see what I had created, I realized that this world was something bigger than just my own personal project. The world has become something that has brought literally millions of people people from all around the globe together through the form of videos. I've decided that in this video, I will recap the first 5,000 days of my world, then put all of my content into one mega video so that you can have the ultimate experience learning about everything I've done in over 3,000 hours of gameplay. So back when I created my world, it was 2019 and I began it in the 1.14 update. This was my first ever hardcore world, season one, or as I like to call it, Aikenwood. I picked that name because I'm a big fan of the Lord of the Rings and I feel that it has the same sort of vibe as some of the names from the books. As I spawned in, I made it my primary goal to get geared up as quickly as possible. I got myself some tools, iron armor, and a shield. I always say a shield is the most important thing at the beginning of a hardcore world because you can block attacks from mobs. After that, I made a massive wheat farm so I could have a reliable source of food. I then created the starter house and I wanted to go all out with it. I decided to make it look pretty fancy on the exterior and interior. I knew I would probably be staying here for the foreseeable future so I wanted to have a nice place. From there I created a mine on the side of a mountain and I built a staircase to travel quickly from top to bottom. I even found a spider spawner early on which I then turned into a mini farm. And from there I spent hours mining for diamonds and XP, at which point I created an enchantment table and enchanted my tools and maxed my armor. After getting armor I decided I would build a better sugarcane farm than the one I had around my base. So I gathered materials and then quickly built a flying machine based design. Next to the sugarcane farm I also built a quick creeper farm by following a tutorial. I had plans to get elytra soon and I wanted to have all the farms necessary to make unlimited fireworks. Next to the two farms I created a simple chunk based slime farm and a double skeleton spawner XP farm. From there I went to the nether and used an ender pearl to get on top of the nether ceiling to create the first of my gold farms. At this point I had played about 250 days on my world and now had all the required farms to begin construction of the first of my many mega bases. 
pieces. Over the span of about 500 days, I created a massive white concrete wall, a glass dome on top, and then filled it in completely with a mixture of snow and cobwebs. From there, I created a villager trading hall with every enchantment book selling for only one emerald. Also a super smelter, more farms, and a ton of little houses. The idea for this base was to make it almost like a snow globe with a medieval village inside of it. After the dome base was completed, I went back to the spawn of the world where I made a cool library. There was a tutorial for this build online and it just seemed perfect for that plot of land. While building the library, I was also attacked by some pillagers and I decided I would try to fight my first ever raid where I got my first ever totem of undying. Now that I had a totem, I decided to travel deep into the nether to find a fortress. All right, here we go. After obtaining three wither skeleton skulls, I fought the wither and made a beacon. This was a big milestone for me because it was here that I realized I had the necessary skills to finally take on the ender dragon after almost 1000 days of playing. I made some eyes of ender, found the stronghold, and then entered the end where I very nearly died and almost lost all of my progress. However, that first totem came in clutch and saved the day. After nearly dying, I took the rest of the fight very carefully and ended up beating the Ender Dragon. From there I went end busting and then got my first ever Elytra. I played 1000 days, built many farms, a mega base, some buildings that spawn, beat the Wither, the Ender Dragon, and got perfect armor and tools. By all standards, I was doing well, and now that I had gotten past the early stage of the game, it was time to begin work on my more ambitious plans for the world. Just before we continue, I want to tell you about my plans for 2023. I want to make it the craziest year we've ever had on YouTube. And to do that, I'll make a deal with you. At the end of the year, I'm going to blow up one TNT for every subscriber this channel has. If you want to see millions of TNT explode and you want to try to crash my PC, go ahead and reserve your TNT by clicking the button below. Alright, let's get right back to it. I started by building almost every farm imaginable. A gravity block farm for concrete, a little iron farm, a guardian farm, a wither rose farm, a tunnel bore, a trident farm, an automatic wither killing machine, a nether fortress farm, a raid farm, a ghast farm, a magma cube farm, hoglin farm, a new gold farm, a new iron farm, a blaze farm, a wood farm, a new gunpowder farm, an enderman farm, an absolutely enormous slime farm, an ice farm, and finally, an XP gold farm. Now you might think all of this is a little overkill and you'd be right. But when I started this world, I had the goal to make it the best world I had ever played on. And to make the builds I had planned, I needed to have the farms to collect all the blocks. With my new farms, I first went south a few hundred blocks where I created a medieval Japanese themed village. I made sure to put walls, beacons, floating lights, and lots of houses in the area. And once I had decorated the interiors of all of them, I was very happy with what I had created. From there I went back to the spawn area where a massive tree was added. I built many houses with full interiors as well as some totem poles surrounding the area. The idea is that the poles give energy to the city and keep it running. At this point I had long since passed 2,500 days and keep in mind that I'm speeding past most of the things I did. There were loads of times that I very nearly died. I also placed many easter eggs around the world for future me to find. There were lots of little things I had done like breeding a massive wolf army, made an alike flying course, made a full netherite beacon, collected enchanted golden apples, and upgraded the farm area into the industrial district. 
I was a busy, busy man to say the least. And the next 700 days, I made my first ever storage system that I called the Alexa storage system. The idea behind the name is that because the Amazon Alexa Echo Dot can do pretty much anything, and the storage system can sort pretty much anything. I figured, why not call it the Alexa storage system? Okay, for real, now that I look back at that, I got no clue what I was thinking. From there, I thought it would be cool to make a humongous map of my entire world. I mined out a massive underground room and then decorated that room by putting a table in the middle, lava surrounding that, and then a mine shaft surrounding that. After which, I spent a couple hundred days testing my mental capacity by building a map over 800 maps large. This this build was one of my favorites though because it allowed me to see everything I had previously done from a single place. My world was just over 3600 days old. This was the point where I showed some of my friends what I had built so far, and they were completely amazed. Now this was surprising to me because I never really thought my world was anything special, but when they told me what I had done was amazing, I decided I would do two things. First of which was to start recording whatever I thought was important in the hopes that someday I might create a video. Secondly, I stopped sleeping in my world. And the idea behind never sleeping again is that when you sleep, you skip the night and the day count goes up quicker. By not sleeping, you play longer for each day, meaning if I ever hit a massive milestone like 10,000 days, I would have actually played something like 20,000 days and would have an even more insane world. By day 3600, I felt like I had completed quite a bit. My spawn area was full of builds I was proud of. However, the nether was quite the opposite. So I decided to create a nether hub, a place that I could be proud of. I was inspired by what Cubfan had created on the Hermitcraft server, so I first decided I would make a massive concrete cylinder. I then decorated it with a 13,000 block pixel art that I had to create by hand. Keep in mind, I didn't have Lightmatica at this point, so this required me going through and placing each block by looking at a separate picture. Once the nether hub was finished, it looked super sweet. Around day 4400, I decided I would take a quick break from the builds and start trying to complete the rest of the achievements I had never gotten. Like 2x2, two two, all mobs killed, and how did we get here? Once I had gotten all the achievements, I realized something about my world. I valued it greatly. I realized that because this was hardcore mode, I could at any point lose it to the smallest of things like a creeper attack. I heard about a device that I could create that would make my world essentially peaceful mode. It would turn off all mob spawning and ensure that I would have much better odds at surviving. This device was called a mob switch. I very quickly built it and once it was complete, I was amazed to see that even at nighttime, no mobs would spawn. Once the mob switch was in, I created a massive wave machine using 1500 minecarts and honestly dude, this thing is so satisfying. From there I used a machine designed by my friend Nam to make a 100,000 block long cobblestone path. I put a railway on it and then had what I believe to be the longest railway anyone has ever made in a single player hardcore world. I also spent about 200 days creating a huge transformation of the jungle temple, on top of which I put my netherite beacon, and inside of which I put an upgraded villager trading hall. The last thing I did before 5,000 days was create a huge monument for the rest of my beacons. Finally, with day 5,000 nearing, I decided to clean up around my world, clearing all the chest monsters, adding touch-ups to my houses, and really just making the world feel complete. Once the day came around, I sat down and celebrated hitting 5,000 days in hardcore the only way I knew how. At this point, I had played on my world for about 1,200 hours and had a ton that I was proud of. 
I decided to spend about a month editing a recap video to upload to my channel. This was the first ever video I had ever made, and I was amazed when it completely blew up. New people were finding the channel, and the subscriber count skyrocketed. My friends and I were blown away. As nerve-wracking as it was now having an audience to watch my content, I had probably the best couple months of my life working on the Ocean Monument base with viewers, streaming it almost every day, and learning more about YouTube along the way. It was nearly 300 hours later on day 6000 that I finished the Ocean base. At which point I decided that in addition to streaming, I would start posting videos of my projects. Which catches us up to when I first created my Castle Island video. So without further ado, let's get into that one. I previously transformed this entire island into the shape of a massive skull. Now I'm going to be building a humongous castle on top and call it Hogwarts. This is by far the largest project I've ever done. It took me over 100 hours. So please stick around to the end of the video and I promise you won't regret it. All right, let's start with the first build. It's gonna be really complex. So I think we should begin with the framework. I'm gonna get all of my gross mushroom blocks because they're really easy to use and remove when we're finished. I'm sorry, little mushroom. Your home is about to become a concrete jungle. We're gonna start by making a basic layout of the lowest layer and then dividing the parts within the zone into sections. So this is what I got now. It looks kind of weird at the moment, but I promise when we build a bit more, it's gonna be really something spectacular. Next, I need to work with the height of the castle. We're gonna start with the base portion and then add some pillars and boom! I would just like to add a few extra towers dotted around because come on, it's a castle. They have a lot of towers. Now I need to get the walls in. I think I'm gonna be using a mixture of blocks, mostly stone, stone bricks, and then cracked stone bricks. This is definitely not gonna be enough. I have this insane farm I built a couple of hundred days ago that produces 120,000 cobblestone per hour. That's so much that I might explode just thinking about it. Okay, if we flick this, yes! There we go, it's producing cobblestone. Let's just sit and wait for a few minutes to get enough. Here we are. As you can see, there's quite a bit of cobblestone. Stone. But now I need to cook it and turn all of it into normal stone. As you can imagine, that's not going to be easy to cook 100,000 stone. But fortunately, I have a super smelter inside of the ocean monument base. Boom, bada bam. I got a load of stone. Let's turn these bricks into stone bricks and then cook those. Here we are. We got a ton of stone and bricks. I just started working on the first couple blocks, and as you can see, these blocks are pretty randomized. That's because I'm placing the blocks while spinning my mouse really fast. These phantoms won't leave me alone. And before you guys tell me to sleep in the comments, I refuse to sleep because I want my phantom statistics to be extremely high. I've spent the past six hours building just the walls up and I've already gone through 30,000 blocks. What have I gotten myself into? We just need to do the higher part of the castle and add some walls, blocks here, and done. Sweet, the first step with the castle is done. It's pretty basic, so now we're gonna work on the detailing. After traveling to my villagers and robbing them for cheap trades, I enchanted myself with a couple of pickaxes and went to the nether. Yes, there's the fortress I need. I just love that beacons can go through bedrock. Okay, here we go. Yeah, so I decided to use nether bricks for the castle. There isn't a great way of farming them, so... We got a bunch of bricks. Now we need some andesite. Ladies and gentlemen, diorite officially has a purpose. Woo! 
I just found out that you can craft two cobblestone and two diorite to craft four andesite. Now I wish I hadn't thrown all my diorite out before. Goodbye, filthy diorite. <laughs> well now, after several hours of collecting these blocks, I kind of wasted even more time to figure out some designs for the roof of the castle. Here we are, we're now 15 hours into this project and got a fancy roof. There's just one more thing I need, and those are dragon eggs. You heard me right. I want hundreds of dragon eggs. Just trust me on this one, they'll look really cool. But the bigger problem is how we're going to even get them. So after doing some research, I saw that I needed a stronghold. Here we go, let's power this thing. Okay, now we need to apparently break these guys. So this is day one, hour zero of mining this block. Bruh. I'm just kidding. We need some mushrooms. Please don't ruin anything. Yes! Only three more times. Okay, now let's build the farm itself. I just finished, I only have one dragon egg. So if this fails, then it's lost forever. Yay, we got a bunch of these eggs. I placed some of the eggs on the highest points of the roof that I had made, only to realize that the edges were kind of plain. Let's try adding some nether brick fences and iron bars. The big reveal? Wow, that looks so sick. Just imagine when we copy this design over the entire castle. Although, if I'm gonna be using these bricks, I think I need a better way to farm them. Let's create a quarry. Right here looks fine. I have a couple of shulker boxes, and this pickaxe is gonna be destroyed. But I just need a buttload of nether rack. All that's left to do is to cook all of these blocks. Not all these blocks are done, but let's go ahead and use what we got. It turns out that I needed around 8,000 nether bricks. That's kind of a lot to place. Well, there's a problem. My super smelter doesn't seem to be working. Oh, I ran out of fuel. I think that means I'm gonna have to run to my wither skeleton farm and gather some fuel. Okay, now if we load this into the smelter, everything should be good. I got back to work on the roofs and... So this is taking a while longer than I expected. I'm getting kind of bored. So I think I'm gonna change things up and we're gonna start working on the towers as well. I'm using spruce logs for the pillars of the roofs and all in all, it's looking pretty good. Now I wanna pause here and do one thing. But first, let's grab some hoppers and some anvils. And in three, two, one, we got ourselves a cool little, uh, big gate. Perfect. Now let's get the lower parts of the roofs done. And we should start coming up with a plan for the upper sections. Yeah, this whole area is kind of plain. I think we should copy the tower designs like so, and maybe add a sort of ring-like roof around these two towers. How's that? I'm also going to quickly add some railings around the whole castle to make sure we don't, well, slip. Perfect. We're gonna leave the roof clear for now because in the future I plan on building a massive dragon attacking the castle. So guys, we have a little dilemma. The front looks meh. Maybe if we add some cobblestone and then some iron bars, Yes! Also, how about a platform above the entrance? Speaking of the entrance, let's get some big doors in. Okay, now around this area. I think we should use some spruce logs and stone to create an elevated walkway. Guys, I ran out of logs. Oh no, I forgot, my tree farm exploded. 
How about instead we create a mega tree like this? And then I can get some TNT right here. And yeah, this isn't the best, obviously, but it's not bad. There, we got quite a few stacks. Now it's time to get back working on those platforms again. Yeah, so I may have gotten a little carried away, and I made this area look really cool. Along the way, somehow a phantom got stuck in this boat, so I guess he's gonna stay there forever. Next, I plan to divide this whole area into two sections by building a big wall. Here's some cool scaffolding. Dude, this is looking so sick, but not so much this area. Let's begin by changing the floor to something a little better. I wanna keep it pretty gray to match the castle. What if we use stone, andesite, cobble, and dead coral? Okay, so to get coral, I need to find a reef. And uh, get a beacon. Okay, now I should be able to mine this stuff pretty quickly. We just boat around. Nice. We definitely got enough now. Okay. I also think maybe we should add some pathways in this area to make it look better. These pathways definitely don't work. Yes. Okay, great. This area is looking pretty fancy. I think now we should fill it out. I'm going to start with a fountain. Oh, that looks so good. Now, these three buildings, I hope, make this empty area feel better. I think we should build a barracks over here for the army of this empire. Maybe over here we can put a stables for the horses that the king might own. And yeah, over here, how about a house for the guests who come to the kingdom? The barracks, we're definitely going to keep it simple and match it to the rest of the castle. But I think we should use a different block for the roof. How about red nether brick? What do we need for red nether bricks? Ah, why are these so expensive? Okay, so I got Pooper Scooper Jr. here, and on it there's Fortune 3. Now I think if I mine this nether wart field I made here, yes, I got quite a bit of warts. That is not a sentence I want used out of context. Okay, next we'll use our nether bricks to create red bricks. All right, I feel like it's time to start placing the roof. Okay, there's definitely nothing quick about this. Nice, this place looks awesome. Just one more thing, I wanna try to make a sword on the front. Uh, that kind of looks like a sword. Yeah, that should work fine. Now, I'd like to make a stable for the horses that I definitely have. All right, for the inside area, I want to put a place to keep the horses, and then maybe over here we can do something where they have, like, rodeos. Okay, then, finally, I'm gonna build a house over here. This looks somewhat okay. Let me just get some details. Wow, this area is really coming along. We just have two more things that I want to do to finish this castle. I want to first make this area full of life. I had this cool thought of making it almost like a market. How about we start by building a couple of market stands out here? I realized I need some wool. Fortunately, we got this crazy wool farm. Now let's build these things. I think those definitely work. Next, I'm gonna build a couple of carts and wagons full of barrels and food. This whole area looks pretty great except for over there. So a little backstory, you know how villagers are kind of horrible? And you know how old kingdoms had a place to, well, like, eliminate horrible people? Well, how's this? If you're wondering what his crime was, he, uh, uh well, uh, didn't say good morning. <gasps> That now concludes the entire front part of the castle, and I gotta admit, this is probably my best build ever. But there's a problem, I said the front part, this back looks kinda poop, and I'm not gonna pull a green on you guys, so give me just a minute to fix this.
And with this block, we are officially finished with the entire castle. With all of my hard work put into the castle, I felt like I deserved a break from the island. So I put the project on hold and began work on a much more massive project. I'm going to build a beacon larger than anyone has ever done. This is by far the biggest and most insane project I've ever done, taking hours of planning, scouting, and dedication. Make sure to stick around for the whole video. It took me over 100 hours to make, and I promise you'll enjoy it. This project is going to require a lot of planning, so let's begin with the first step, planning the beacon. The current world record is held by Shulkercraft. They built a beacon in their survival series that has a base of 384 by 384 blocks, consisting of exactly 148,225 blocks of emeralds. That is not going to be an easy record to beat. Well guys, here we are. I have literally no clue how to begin this project. I suppose we should do some research. I spent a few minutes looking up how to get large amounts of emeralds when I landed on a stacking raid farm by Cow King. Apparently, it can make about 60,000 emeralds in 1.18 Minecraft. Guys, this farm looks really good. The only issue is to build it. I need a huge list of items. So the first item on the list is glass. The nice thing is that I have a villager trading hall with lots of villagers that sell glass for really cheap. Next up, I need some hoppers, approximately 344 of them. Each hopper uses five pieces of iron, so that means I need 1,720 iron ingots. Iron will be really easy to get because I have an iron farm made by Nembomb that produces 9,000 iron per hour. With just a few minutes of work everyone, we now have all the hoppers. The rest of the farm's materials are going to be pretty easy to collect. Here is everything needed to build the farm. The next step is, well, to build the farm. I did some research and arrived at a problem. Look at the amount of redstone in this machine. There is just no way I can build this without a tutorial. And to make matters worse, there literally isn't a single tutorial on the internet for this farm. That didn't set me back, however. I quickly found that by using a mod called Lightmatica, I could easily build the farm. Lightmatica works almost like a Lego set. If you've ever built a Lego set, you'll know that you build it layer by layer with the instructions telling you exactly where to place the Legos. And that's pretty much how Lightmatica works. You build it layer by layer following the instructions. This is literally the exact thing I needed. Here we are guys, I just lined up the hologram of the farm to the correct location, and all I need to do from here is to build it. By using Lightmatica, the farm took about 5 hours to create, however, I did run into some issues. Okay, apparently there are some blocks that are placed incorrectly somewhere in the storage system. I need to find a way to fix them. Now, if I break this block, hopefully nothing goes wrong. Alright, good! Now what about this one? No, no, what did I do? After clearly having a lot of fun building the farm, I had placed all of the blocks and had to do one more thing to get it working. I needed to collect four villagers and to put them into pods, as well as to find evokers, name tag them, and then put them into their correct locations. Well, I'm not too worried about the villagers. As long as we can get them into boats and then move them to the ocean, the rest should be pretty easy. I have four villagers here. All we need to do is to get them into the correct locations. 
I'm going to build a water tower that will lift the villagers upwards. Here goes the first one. Please don't die. Oh gosh, get in. All right, great. Only three more to go. Here you go, two more, one more. Oh, oh shoot, what did I do? No, 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 no. My villager died. After getting another villager and making sure everything was correct, I only needed to get the evokers. So guys, my plan is to fly to this pillager outpost and get a level 5 bad omen effect. Here we are. Now that I have the effect, I need to find a village to start a raid. I'm pretty sure the same villages before will work. <laughs> yes, we got the first wave spawning in. Perfect. Do you guys see that over there? That's an evoker. We need to get him into a boat. Ayo, buddy, get in, get in. I have candy. Ayo, what the... All right, good. Make sure that we have our chest plate on and let's move to the water. My goodness, these vexes hurt. After I had gotten the evoker to an island, I created a huge railway. Okay, now let's just move this guy onto the rail and we should be all good. Just to make one thing clear, I was not good. I found out the hard way that when there are a lot of vexes, things can go downhill very quickly. Oh my gosh, my heart is racing. That could have been the end of our world. After learning my lesson, I decided to be very cautious. Yes, that's the first one. Let me go ahead and get the next three in. After just a few hours of moving evokers and fighting raids, I was almost ready to test the farm. We just need some shulker boxes to put into this system. If I'm not deceived, yes, we have a ton of shulker shells. This will definitely make enough boxes. It didn't. And now I think for real, it's time to test our farm. I have less than 100 levels and it's 8 p.m. on Friday night. I'm gonna watch this farm run and if it goes well, then I'm gonna let it go overnight. Let's just hope that nothing goes wrong. Fortunately, everything went well, or so I thought. Well, it appears that from just that one night, I made over 400,000 emeralds. The issue is, is that I'm almost out of shulker boxes. I'm going to stock this machine with so many shulker boxes that there is no way I can run out. I ran out. It's now the next day, and what do you know, I have about 700 shulkers of emeralds. I also ran out of boxes again. Let me just make sure that we will definitely have enough. Yes, we did this time. Perfect, everyone. After another day of waiting, I now have all the emeralds I'll need. I collected just over 1,300 shulker boxes full of emeralds. It took just over 40 hours of AFKing to collect. But once we finish this beacon, it will be 100% worth it. I have been dreading this part. I gotta craft over 2.2 million emeralds into blocks. What better way than to start, than to start? This time-lapse you're watching took me over four and a half hours. That's how long it took me to craft all of these blocks. I figured out a fast method of crafting where I would throw a bunch of emeralds onto the ground and then craft them all up at once. Once I was finished, I was left with nearly three double chests full of shulker boxes full of blocks of emeralds, or just over a quarter million blocks. Now that I had just over 250,000 emeralds, it was time for the hardest part, to actually build it. But this wasn't as simple as just starting. This beacon is gonna be a big boy, and it's gonna need the perfect location. Guys, I did some planning. I think it would be cool to make the beacon 501 by 501 blocks wide on the lowest layer. I think the ocean will be the perfect place to build this because of how open it is. This area actually looks perfect. It's completely open, which means I shouldn't have to remove any land. Well, here comes the fun part. We just gotta begin. 
As I had previously mentioned, the base of the beacon was 501 by 501. This means that just for the lowest layer, I have to use 2002 blocks of emeralds. It's official! The first layer is done! Now before I move on, I want to run back to my iron farm and get tons of iron blocks. I'll tell you why in just a moment. Now, I need about 32 nether stars. I may or may not have fought 11 withers at once, three times in a row. Okay, now I need to turn all of these into beacons, just like that. Back to the build, the reason I need all these beacons is that by placing them around the edge, I can power them with the speed effect. This means that when I'm walking backwards placing the blocks, I will be moving much quicker. I think the only thing to do from here is to begin work on the first side. Here we are, after about four hours of placing blocks. That is actually unbelievable. Can you believe that that is only 10% of the entire build? It's day two, everyone. I plan to finish this whole side by the end of the day. Building the beacon was pretty repetitive, but the worst part about it was that I was constantly being attacked by phantoms. Oh my gosh, it's another round of phantoms. However, after another three hours of work, I was on the last couple of rows. Oh my goodness, everyone. I'm nearly done. I feel like my finger is gonna die. Yes, I can go to bed now. Day three, I began very eagerly. The first couple of rows were the exact same, and after much work and time, I was finally at the point of 100,000 blocks placed. Remember, the previous record by Shulkercraft is 148,225 blocks. We're not even halfway finished, and we're about to beat that. I'll admit, I'm beginning to get a bit tired of this build. And I was thinking about something. Look at this. The beacon starts at sea level, or Y equals 63. If we fly to the top, you can see that it ends at Y equals 313. The new build limit in 1.18 is 320. So what if I just add a couple extra layers so that it ends at max build height? This way, if I ever decide to make the beacon larger, the only possible way to do it is to make it go into the ground. I added a couple more layers onto each side, and by the end of day four, I had the first two sides finished, spanning 515 by 515 blocks in each direction. What I didn't realize is that by expanding the beacon, I created a huge problem for later on. It's day five of building the beacon, guys. I think I'm gonna just listen to my audiobook and grind out a bunch of layers. I ended up placing a total of 200,000 blocks by the end of the third side. But now the issue from before was really arising. Guys, look at my day count. We're getting kinda close to 6,500 days, and I plan on making a video to celebrate it. The issue is, I need to put this beacon in the video, and if I don't finish, I can't. To make matters worse, because I expanded the beacon base before, I no longer will have enough emerald blocks to finish. This means I need to spend a couple of hours at the raid farm to get the required materials. Okay, it's been a few hours, I definitely have enough emeralds to finish, but I won't bother crafting them until I have run out of the ones I already have. So let's get back to the building. The fourth side of the beacon took the longest, but it was also the most satisfying. 
I couldn't help but look at the work periodically. The insane thing was now that I was on day 6,499 and I had run out of emeralds. If I wanted to finish the beacon in time, it would be a close call. I am really stressing out. I just need to craft these blocks, but it's taking a long time because I'm literally shaking. This needs to get done in the next 20 minutes. Okay, calm down and just place the blocks. There it is, the sun is rising. We have just until the end of the day to finish. And guys, this is it, the final row. The sun has still a few minutes. The last block is done. Yeah. Well, after 100 hours of work, I had set the new world record for the largest beacon with exactly 265,299 blocks of emeralds in it. I did it all in hardcore, which made things even more insane. But all in all, I'm proud that with lots of hard work and determination, the largest ever beacon was set. Well, the beacon is done. However, I sort of want to go for another world record. So how about we collect some diamonds? Today, I'm gonna tell you the entire story of how I spent over two years of my life attempting to set a world record. Watch how I created a 40 million block perimeter, collected over 15,000 diamonds, and found myself several enchanted golden apples, all while doing it in hardcore Minecraft. Just before we get into the video, I want to tell you about a goal of mine. I really want to be sponsored by Raid Shadow Legends, just for the memes. I don't even care about the money, I just need this sponsorship. However, I got a comment saying that they won't allow me a sponsorship until I reach 500,000 subscribers. Please help me complete this really weird goal of mine by clicking the subscribe button and let's make this sponsorship happen. So I tried finding who had the current world record for the most diamonds in a single world. The most I could find were a few people who had each built a couple diamond beacons with over 1400 diamonds. With a little more research, I found a server called Psycraft that had over 100,000 diamonds. However, Psycraft is a survival world with many players contributing to that record. So I plan on doing this by myself in a single player world while also in hardcore. So I suppose let's just collect as many diamonds as we can and hopefully we can beat the record. I did some calculations. In the old 1.16 Minecraft update, diamonds could spawn anywhere from y equals 0 to y equals 16. And in the new 1.18 update, they spawn from y15 to y negative 63. This means that if I find somewhere older in my world to mine all of my diamonds, I will get extra diamonds because the two updates of diamonds overlap. I also heard somewhere that diamonds spawn more often in a desert biome. I don't think that's quite true. However, let's just do our mining in the desert just in case. Now everyone, here is the desert I found. I don't really know how to do it, but I'd like to clear this land in maybe a 400 by 400 block squared bedrock. Let me just do some math on that real quick. Oh my goodness. That would be over 20 million blocks. To understand the true scale of how much that is, let's say I mined one block a second without sleeping until I finished. That would take just over 33 weeks of real lifetime to complete. That shouldn't be too bad because I already spend that much time watching Peppa Pig. Okay. 
Well, in all seriousness, if I decide to mine this area, I would probably have to drop out of school to do it. To make matters worse, I need to finish this project in three weeks. I have a vacation coming up, and if it's not done by then, the video has to be scrapped. Well, if mining this area isn't an option, what else can we try? Perhaps withers? No, 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 no. These guys are way too dangerous. Okay, TNT is going to be the next best thing. Rather than literally placing millions of blocks of TNT, we can use TNT machines that literally drop an infinite amount of TNT. I quickly found this machine here. It's a design by Rayworks that moves back and forth, dropping TNT each way. By using this machine, we can drop over 10,000 TNT on the land per hour. Now, there is another problem with this. I used this machine once before to clear out my slime farm, and the big problem I was running into was the lava in the water. The slime farm took me roughly 40 hours to create, and this area here is over five times as large, which means that even using TNT would take 200 hours. Now let's be honest, this is much better on time, but I still don't want to spend 800 in-game days clearing a hole. What if there's a machine that could clear all of the water and lava automatically? And now you're all caught up to the present where I currently am. I just found this crazy machine called a World Eater. This absolute gargantuan piece of machinery can blow up an area 33 by 33 chunks wide, which is just over 35 million blocks in total. The best part about this machine is that it can also clear liquids away as well. Oh, and did I mention that it can get all of this done in about 60 hours? Seriously, that is an insane increase in time, from the original 33 weeks of mining down to just 60 hours. But oh, what I didn't realize is that this machine has one fatal flaw making it so, so much harder to build than I expected. Now, how do we build this machine? Well, look at that insane amount of slime blocks. I am so happy that we have this epic slime farm. Honestly, we dodged a bullet there. This one is going to be a little harder. We basically need an entire shulker box of pistons as well as observers. Okay, pistons need redstone, wood, iron, finally cobble. A lot of cobble. Okay, now we just need the observers. These require some quartz, redstone, and more cobble. Perfect! Looking at the rest of these items, I don't think we should have too much trouble gathering them up. Here we are! We got all the materials now and we simply have to build the machine. Let's be honest, building this machine without a tutorial would take weeks. From what I could find, there isn't a great tutorial for this machine, so I think we need to turn to plan B, Lightmatica. Lightmatica is basically a mod that tells you exactly how to place the blocks in the machine layer by layer. I call it the Lego set mod because of how similar it is to building a Lego set by following the steps. I spent the next few hours setting up the machine, and this was actually really satisfying because what should have taken days was condensed into just a matter of hours. Here we are everyone, I just finished and now it's time to begin running it. Wait! Pause. Remember how I mentioned that this machine has a huge problem with it? Well, I need to clear trenches around the machine all the way to bedrock. We're gonna call this big machine Dwayne Johnson. Okay. For Dwayne Johnson to work, there can't be blocks underneath the actual redstone. And to make these trenches for Dwayne Johnson, we need to build a smaller flying machine that we can call, I don't know, Tom Cruise. Okay, seriously, out of anyone I could have picked, why did I go with them? 
So I guess we need to get all the materials for this smaller machine. Actually, this was not that hard to collect because most of the items were repeats from the earlier machine. This is the first machine. Let's go. If I just break this block, it all begins. I'm going to just let this machine run and see how far it goes. Okay, so the machine had a bit of trouble. I just need to clear all the floating blocks away. I also want to try to collect all the ores I can. Yo, we're at diamond level. I'm gonna collect all the diamonds I find and I'll let you know what I get. I just found an enchanted golden apple. Haha, <laughs> that is number 34 for the collection. Well, anyways, I'll keep going and let you know what happens. As the hours passed, the machine got lower and lower. I also started to get a rather large diamond collection. After the first trench was done, we literally have this many diamonds. The second trench was the same as the first. As I ran into lava pools, I also used a trick discovered by SB737 to clear them away. By placing scaffolding on the ground, it's really easy to clear large amounts of lava away. Well, now that's the second trench done, so I guess we can begin on the third side. Okay, these final two sides need to be much larger. Hopefully this machine will work fine. As the hours passed, my collection of ores grew. However, I ran into a massive issue. Holy piglet in a car on a semi-truck. That is a lot of obsidian. Oh, I have to remove all of it. I also need to get rid of all this water. Bro, why is there all of this lava? No joke, I spent about 12 hours clearing this one area of land. There were about 5,000 water sources, 1,000 obsidian pieces, and 25,000 lava sources. But once I had finished, it was time to continue. Literally, that third side took me about 40 hours. It was one of the most horriblest things I had ever done. But now it was time for the fourth side. As I started the fourth side, I was legitimately worried that it would be the same as the third. However, I simply put in the hours to get it done. Seriously, I watched the movie Interstellar like 10 times while doing this project. By day seven, the four trenches were done. I felt so darn good with myself. And in all the time, I managed to collect over 500 diamond ores. Imagine what we are gonna get when we mine all of those with Fortune 3. I had wasted my life in a block game for over 50 hours. Now it was time to run the machine. This was the climax of my journey to this point. This machine needs to work. If it doesn't, I'll probably just give up. Here we go, in three, Two, one. Oh, oh my gosh. Wait, why, why is it going up again? Why are we lagging so much? Yes, it's working. All of my time had paid off. Now the time to mine all of the diamonds was arriving. Imagine if we found over 500 diamonds in just the trenches. What would we find in an area this large? As the machine worked and lowered down layers and layers, all I had to do was to make sure to pause it whenever it ran into obsidian. Another god apple, number 35. The machine continued, and then the diamonds began to appear. I also decided to download a texture pack that would change the diamond textures into a solid blue to make the diamonds a little easier to find. Oh my goodness, look at all the diamonds on this one layer. I just mined all of them from this one layer and got over four stacks. As I worked, I stacked all my diamonds into a tower with cubes made of 1,000 ores each. It was at the point that I had hit 3,000 ores when I found yet another enchanted golden apple. 
<laughs> 36. The days and hours ticked by when I finally finished clearing the land. We just need to manually clear all this lava and then let the machine run a few more times and then tear it all down. And after a few more hours, I had finished. To this point, we had spent 90 hours on the project and in all of that time had collected exactly 5,694 diamond ores. It was officially time to mine them all with a Fortune 3 pickaxe to see what we would get. Wait just a second. In the past, I mined a lot of diamonds. In fact, just over 3,000 of them. We're going to add these to the collection. All right, and without further ado, let's do this. I decided to mine all these diamonds while streaming. You won't believe this, but with an Efficiency 5 Netherite Pickaxe and a Haste 2 Beacon, mining all 5,694 diamond ores took me about an hour and a half. Now the moment had arrived. Over two years ago, I started my hardcore world and in all of that time, managed to collect exactly 15,608 diamonds. Now it was just time to turn all of the diamonds into blocks. And now it's time to build the beacon, setting the record. Wait, what? I don't have enough. How? Well, anyways, as you watch me collect an additional 324 diamonds, let me tell you about the sponsor of the video. This video is sponsored by me. Me gives you plenty of weekly content from all over the internet. Me has an Instagram and even a Discord. Me also doesn't have a real sponsorship, so I have to do weird things like this. These should now be enough diamonds. And with this block, the new world record has been set. Well, now that I have two world records in this world, I have big plans for a future project. And the funny thing is it requires me to go for another world record. This is Aikenwood, my 7,000 day hardcore world. In all of that time, I've done some pretty insane things. And recently I decided that I would travel to the world border over 30 million blocks away. That is gonna require a bunch of items. Most importantly, paper, gunpowder, elytras, and iron. So today we're gonna try to get the first of those items the paper. I'm going to attempt to set a world record for the largest ever sugarcane farm that can produce over 54,000 sugarcane per hour. Well, first off, we need a design for the farm. There's several types of sugarcane farms. Some use flying machines while others use pistons. Flying machine farms might seem like the better option because they can be expanded infinitely, but when you unload the chunks, they can break, and then you need to fix them. Plus, the storage would require hundreds of hopper minecarts, and that would just be a nightmare. Because of those reasons, I decided to build a piston-based farm, because these will never break and they work very well. After searching the internet for a little while, I found a really compact design by Tango Tech. It's cheap to build, looks really cool, and most importantly, it's expandable. Here is one module, and here is 1,000 modules. This farm here has 16,000 pieces of sugarcane growing and makes about 54,000 sugarcane per hour. Now all we need to do is collect the items and build it. Except there are over 127,000 blocks to collect. Let's begin with the storage. 
the iStorage, six tileable shulker box loading modules. The latest technology provides the solution to the problems you didn't have. With a nearly infinite capacity and lava-based overflow protection, the iStorage is the perfectly efficient device. Reserved only for the elite, this storage is not for the faint of heart. Get yours today by calling 7189. Two side effects of calling this number may include sweating, increased blood pressure, mood changes, anxiety, feeling nervous or irritable, trouble sleeping, headache, dizziness. After collecting the items for the basic storage, we came to our first real problem. The 23,000 concrete I needed. Alright, and here we are. Oh, wait a minute, we have a little. I checked around my world and was able to find a few shulker boxes full of concrete. Looks like we gotta go to the end to get some concrete powder. If you didn't know, I have a concrete duper in the end that makes collecting the powder really easy. And after getting all 23,000 powder, I took a trip to my concrete converter. Now that the largest item was ticked off of our list, it was time for the next two items. At first, 17,850 redstone might seem impossible to collect, but when you remember that I have a raid farm that produces thousands of redstone an hour, collecting that much shouldn't be an issue. While we're here, let's talk about Raid. No, 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 not this one, but Raid Shadow Legends. I am currently not sponsored by them, but you see, for my whole life, I have really wanted to get a sponsorship just for the memes. The issue is, they said that I can't get the sponsorship until we reach 500,000 subscribers, so it would mean so much if you went down below and clicked the subscribe to help us out. Now that we got the redstone, let's work on the grass. Ah, phantoms. And we're gonna see how much we get. In total, mining all of the grass took about one and a half hours. Cool, now time for the next item, the glass. I need two separate types of glass, 9,900 glass panes and 5,443 glass blocks. How much does that mean in total? Yes. I quickly went around and collected all of the glass I already had. After realizing I didn't have enough, I gathered some sand and took a trip to my ocean base where I have an insane super smelter. Now that we got all the glass, we gotta go to the end dimension again to go to our wither rose farm. Great, this can be crafted into dye, and then we gotta turn all of this glass into black stained glass. After collecting items for literally hours, I knew I was almost there. First of all, I need some ice. I remembered that once in a stream, I had found a frozen ocean where I had mined a ton of ice. But for the life of me, I could not remember where that ocean was. So I vigorously rewatched the stream and then found the location. Well now, if you remember from earlier, there were two more massive items that I needed to collect that were seriously difficult. The first was 18,000 sugar cane, which like, what the heck? I need a farm to get the sugar cane to make this farm. Putting that aside, the absolute worst item I needed was 17,600 pistons. At first glance, you might not realize why that is so bad. Well, look at the recipe for crafting a single piston. Three wood, one redstone, one iron, and four cobble. Multiply each of those by 17,600, and you get 52,800 wooden planks, 17,600 redstone, 17,600 iron, and 70,400 cobblestone. Well, world records aren't supposed to be easy. I took a trip to my iron farm to see how much iron I had. Please say we have extra iron. 
While I was there, I also saw that I had a lot of wood stored up. That checked off the wood required, but I noticed I still didn't have enough iron. I checked my old iron farm and saw that there was a bit more. Then I traveled to the nuclear base and I found some more iron, and that might just be enough. Moving on to the 70,000 cobblestone needed, I made this farm a long time ago. Good thing, because I seem to use it in every single video. This farm produces 120,000 cobble per hour, which means it only needs to run for a few minutes to get enough. After over 10 hours of collecting items, I knew I was almost there. It was just time to craft the pistons. And then we had all of the items, except I didn't tell you there was one final item I left out. 1.3 million honey blocks. Just, just kidding. I only need 266. Getting that many honey blocks is still pretty challenging because it requires 1,064 honey bottles. I know just what we need, a honey farm. I went over to the nuclear mega base where I previously moved some bees. After getting everything ready, I spent a few days breeding bees and crafting new hives until I had exactly 64 beehives full of three bees each. Jeez, that is a lot of beehives. From there, I found a bee farm on the internet and quickly built it. They're all angry with me, no. Oh, oh, oh dear. That could have been a lot worse. Okay, well anyways, it's time to collect a bunch of honey blocks. Now I was ready. I had spent around 15 hours collecting 127,000 items. Now it was time to build the farm. I found a nice area of land in the middle of the desert and then quickly terraformed it into the correct shape. That is the storage completed. Now we gotta build a massive glass wall. Now it's time to move on to the first layer. That took just a couple of seconds for you, but a few hours for me. I can't believe we have to build this nine more times. Actually, wow, look at how much this is making already. As I built more and more layers, I got better at building each of them and the time went down. I was able to build the fifth layer in an hour and 45 minutes. While building this farm, I questioned my life decisions. We can just say that I had a mini midlife crisis. As I got to the final few layers, I decided to live stream the process. And then after over 15 hours of building, I was down to the final layer. Final few blocks, and then, we don't need to go that high. Here it is, and, I'm done. <laughs> no, man. I was too tired to be excited. It was official. I had set the new world record for the largest ever sugarcane farm. The place produces 54,000 sugarcane per hour. And then it all goes down into this amazing wall of honey, which makes it incredibly satisfying. After that, it's collected and then put into shulker boxes. What did this all cost? about 35 hours of my life, some of my sanity, and one Apple commercial. Well, now that I've lost my sanity on the sugarcane project, and I have way more than I can deal with, we need a better place to store all of this than the Alexa storage system. Where did my water go? Oh gosh, is that a dirt block in the wrong section? Well, I guess I need to make a new storage because this one is broken.
To understand how long this project took, we need to go all the way back to day one, where it all began. Well guys, this storage has been awesome to me, but I built it into spawn chunks and it's really laggy, so I think it's time for us to build a new one. The idea is to have one central chest to put any item in the game into and then for it to be perfectly sorted. This means I will need to sort over 1000 different items, have shulker box sorters as well as unloaders and non-stackable item sorters. That's kind of a lot to ask for. Okay, I'm thinking the best way to do this is to go on a separate creative world and design the system. Now I know there are a lot of designs on the internet for storage systems, but the reason I don't just use one of those is that none of them do exactly what I need. Sure, I could probably use parts from some of them, but that's not fun, I gotta create it myself. Well anyways everyone, it has been one week, I spent about 30 to 40 hours designing this system, but I'll only give you a 20 second montage of all the pain I went through creating this. Which way does the hopper go? Dude, why are there items coming? No, these are not supposed to come this way. Where are these coming from? Supposed to- oh crap, no- no! Wait a minute, no, they're getting stuck. Well, here's the hologram for the storage and just wow, look at the size of this thing. I bet it shouldn't be that hard to build. What I didn't know was that I had about 100 hours of pain coming. Okay, so look at all the blocks we need. First up, we need 27,079 black concrete. That's 423 stacks of concrete or about 16 shulkers full. And I have four stacks. Hmm, I think my best bet to get that much concrete is to be to use my concrete farm. If I put some concrete powder here, and then flick these. Perfect, uh, let's just jump through to see that it's working properly. Now I'm gonna wait here for a few days until I have enough. Now that I have enough concrete powder, it's gotta be converted into normal concrete. Let's just go back to the industrial district where I have my concrete converter. Oh, wait a minute, is this thing broken? I think the TNT blew up. Okay, I pretty much have two options. I can try to fix this or build a newer, faster design. Obviously, fixing this old one is not even an option. So I decided to build a new concrete converter by Il Mango and it's actually pretty crazy. But first we gotta get a whole list of items to build it. Concrete, glass, sea lanterns, obsidian, a bunch of redstone stuff, slabs, TNT, fence gates. Okay, now we just gotta build it. Cool, now hopefully it works. And now I have all the concrete required, let's move on to the next item. Oh man, this is gonna be tricky. I'm gonna basically need 10,000 hoppers. If each hopper is five iron in one chest and each chest is eight wooden planks, then I need 50,000 iron ingots and 80,000 wooden planks. Let's check how much wood we have stored up. Okay then, this is probably going to be enough wood. But as for the iron, it looks like we don't have any. I guess I'm gonna need to AFK at my iron farm. It's been a couple of hours and I think we should have enough iron now. This farm makes about 9,000 iron per hour, so it really wasn't too bad. I guess we should go ahead and craft all the hoppers. Next up, we have a bunch of redstone we need to collect. So I'm hoping we already have some from when I worked on the massive beacon. 
Oh my, I have been saved. This is gonna be enough to check everything redstone related off of my list. Now we need some chests. This should be enough. I'm also gonna need 3,500 pieces of blue ice. And for that, I'm gonna need to find a frozen ocean biome because there's usually a lot of blue ice there. Finally, I found one. Let me mine a bunch of this stuff. I also need to craft 2200 sea lanterns, 2200 emerald blocks, some smooth quartz stairs, smooth stone slabs, soul soil, black stained glass, and honey. And for the honey, I'm gonna need to make a honey farm because I don't have any. That means I'm gonna need some beehives. Now I'm gonna go ahead and just follow this tutorial and build the farm. Perfect, let's just wait here to get some honey. Next, I need some obsidian, slime, composters, and a ton of other blocks that we won't really go into. Oh, did I mention 54 beacons? Now that everything is collected, I think we should create an area to begin sorting all of these items. And it's time to stop putting it off. I need to get building. Now, if you're also wanting to build the storage, there will be a Lightmatica download in the description, but you need to watch the rest of the video to know how to put the items into the storage or else it won't work. I have been working for a couple of hours now and I noticed a few problems. This storage is creating a massive shadow over the land beneath. And if any mobs spawn down there, then there's a chance they can pick up some of the items as they flow by in the water streams. The easiest fix to this is to place a bunch of extra seeds lanterns on top of the water streams to prevent the mobs from spawning. While we're on the topic of shadows, let's talk about this type of shadow. Let me make it clear that I am not being sponsored by Raid Shadow Legends, but if you didn't know, for years now I have wanted to be sponsored by them just for the memes. This person who claims to be Raid Shadow Legends says that they won't sponsor me until the channel reaches 500,000 subscribers, so let's make this dream a reality by clicking the subscribe below. Anyways, now that the shadow problem is fixed, we need to address the fact that all of the hoppers are incorrect. Look at this, these hoppers aren't even connected. That means I'm gonna need to break all of these hoppers and replace them the correct way. Well now this part will be satisfying because it's only glass. Okay, now I just bumped up the schematic a row and we have arrived at our next issue. Each of these hoppers need to be full of filler items. If I don't put those items in now, then I won't be able to access them later and it's gonna be a huge disaster. Let's see, so if there are 2,100 different item filters and each filter requires 10 filler items, then that's 21,000 items. What the heck do I even use? Okay, I'm thinking actually slime, and my reasoning for that is that I have this crazy slime farm over here that produces thousands of slime, and I already have all of it that I would need. Now, the next thing is I can't just put these slime balls into the storage because they will sort into the wrong places if they're just normal slime balls. But I'm gonna actually rename all of these things. And a bit of advice if you're gonna build this is name the slime balls number one or number two. The reason for this is that having the short names makes renaming them in an anvil much faster. Well, now I'm done making the slime balls for the first layer. If my calculations are correct, I will be spending about 330 XP levels just renaming all of the slime. Now I need to put all of the slime into the hoppers. I have finished the first of the item sorters. And now it's time to move on. It looks like a lot of water needs to go on this layer. I basically just followed the layers on the schematic as they told me. It wasn't too difficult until I noticed that a block was missing. 
I was right up here and I looked over there and there's a missing slime plot. Now, that's not too big of a deal, but I'm more worried that I might have forgotten something else somewhere else. The only thing I can do is just hope that I did everything perfectly. Spoiler alert, I didn't. Time for the second round of slime balls. But just when I thought I was almost done, I realized something horrible. Okay, so when I was creating the storage on a creative world, I thought it would be really cool to put water traveling tubes to get around quickly. These require dolphins, and if you didn't know, I am currently here. The dolphins are here. That is a gap of over 500 blocks. I did see a trick. Let's place some scaffolding over here in the water. Now I can use this lead to grab a dolphin. Nice, let's bring him to the scaffolding. Now splash the dolphin with some water breathing so he doesn't die. Oh my gosh, I actually didn't expect this to work. As long as we don't use any fireworks, he shouldn't die. Okay, now the tricky part is landing the dolphin in the water. Attempt two, perfect. Let me repeat this a few more times. I probably should have tested this before, but how fast do we go? My, oh my, that is actually insane. All right, I am on the final couple of layers. Time to place all of the beacons on top. Now that I was finished with building the storage, I thought that I had done the hardest part, except now I needed to collect two of every single item in the game. That includes the most difficult ones, such as blocks of netherite, enchanted golden apples, tall grass, and large ferns. I found that the best way to collect all of the items was to first create a creative world with every single item in the game placed on the ground. Then as you collect the items, you break the ones you have already done, and you repeat until you've done everything. All right, blocks of netherite. This should be fun. Now I'm gonna need some tall grass and large ferns. If you didn't know, you can't just shear the grass. It will only give you the normal versions. To get the actual item, you need to go to Spruce and Savannah Villages and check every single chest. Every village has a very small chance of actually having the items inside of them. Oh my gosh, finally! I spent hours looking for those. <laughs> Next up, we need deep slate emerald ores. I've heard that these are really rare. Although I think I have a method of finding these that should make it a bit easier. First, I'm gonna need some TNT. Okay, next we need to go to some 1.17 chunks. Because I started my world on 1.16 and updated through the versions, the chunks from each update should still be there. Okay, I think these are 1.17 chunks. Now look at the biome. This is the only biome that emeralds spawn in. And because we're in the 1.17 chunks, emerald ores spawn much more commonly, meaning all I should do is place some TNT and hope for the best. There's our first. That wasn't even that hard. There's the second. Hey, and, and why not get a third for good luck? I now need all of the types of dyes. Now all types of glass variants. All the wools, all the candles, all the banners, the terracottas, glazed terracottas. Jeez, you tired yet? Time for all of the plants. Time for everything redstone. All of the mob drops. Every type of wood. Okay, I think I got everything. Oh wait, I still need dirt. That took me about 15 hours. Now that everything's here, I need to make a decision. These diagonal sorters are amazing and all, but they're slow. 
I think I would like to start sorting the items on the normal hallways, and then anything extra I'll put onto the diagonals afterwards. So what would be the best way of sorting 1,000 items perfectly? What if I take all of the woods and just place them in the spots first, and then worry about the item filters after? Okay, that wasn't actually too bad. I also put the items we've already done into separate shulker boxes to make sure that they stay sorted. I guess I need to do this uh, 847 more times. And done. Uh, not quite actually. Now I need to put all of these items into the filters or else they won't actually sort properly. I think the best way to do this will be to do one row at a time. Here, let's get this full row of items. Now I think they're also sorted into the proper order. Perfect, now I'm gonna just go outside and place these into the backs of the filters of the hoppers. Well, that's one side done. I, I gotta do this 17 more times. I guess if I were to put any of these items into the system, they should now sort properly. I just have to sort the other two sides as well. I have all of the items in the correct order. I honestly thought this would take a lot longer. You know, this is true dedication. I collected every potion tip arrow that exists. This required brewing hundreds of potions and combining the right ingredients to make all of these. Oh my gosh. Let's go. After 150 hours of planning and building the storage system, I had finished just like that. But now there was one more thing to do. I needed to test it. I have all of the extra items from building the storage. If everything works correctly, I should be able to put these items into the center and it should all get perfectly sorted. The moment of truth. Flake this lever. I'm gonna let this run for a half an hour and see if everything sorts. It has been half an hour. I really hope it worked. Okay, everything went correct. There should be only shulker boxes in this chest. If there are any other items in here, then it's broken. Three, two, one. Are you kidding me? Jeez, that storage is quite something. How about we take a break from this and begin work on my mega plans for the end dimension? I'm gonna be building a huge project in the end. The stronghold is absolutely disgusting. I'm gonna give it a little makeover. First off, the plan. I'm gonna create a massive crater around the end portal. After that, I'm gonna build 16 custom biomes surrounding it. And on top of all of it, there will be a main feature of the entire build. But I'm gonna leave that part a surprise for now. To start things off, I'm at the stronghold I'd like to transform. At one point, I wanted to turn this into a massive map room, but that's way too laggy. So first of all, all of these maps gotta go. I could just break these by hand, but I think I have a better idea. This is gonna include some TNT. And let's just light this up. That's quite satisfying. Now that the maps are gone, we should go up here and begin with the outline of the crater. That's the center point, so I'm going to count out 34 blocks on every single side. I can now connect all of these sides, making a circle. Now it's correct and we got the first circle. So next up, this water here, it's gotta go. I think the best way to do this is going to be sponges. Rather than just spamming them everywhere, we should create rows of sand to stay more organized. And then if I just go here, place sponges on the walls. That's our first row fully drained. Now I'm gonna go ahead and do the rest of them. I just ran out of sponges. But I think if I go to the nether and place them, nice, they actually get dried, so. 
Okay then, so all of the water is gone, it's time to clear all the blocks around the portal. I want to clear about 64 blocks below the portal and 34 around. The math for that adds up to about 350,000 blocks that have to go. Um, I think instead of mining the blocks I should use TNT. Let's check the raid farm to see if there's any gunpowder. There's definitely enough gunpowder here, now what about the sand? I don't know if this is going to be enough sand, but how about we just craft it up anyways. I now have over 4,000 pieces of TNT, but before we explode it, I gotta mine this stone down to make room for all of it. Just before we place the TNT, I wanna cover the portal in obsidian. I'm worried that when the TNT explodes, some of it will go to the end, and if I were to ever enter, then there would be immediate death. So... Great, I think I'm ready to start placing the TNT. Well then, I suppose I just need to light a single piece, and... Wow, this hole is pretty massive. However, there are still some parts sticking out, so let me just mine these away and then we'll be all good. Now that the lower part is mostly cleared, I want to start mining this mountain down. Let me just grab a beacon. Oh, this is gonna take a while. I got it to this first checkpoint. I think from here it would be cool if we moved the hole in five blocks all around. I've gone through like 15 pickaxes now, but this should be it for the second section. This was what the hole looked like before, and this is it now. The crazy thing is we're just getting started. I have so much more planned, and it all begins with the glowing magma at the bottom. To make this magma, we first need to turn this hole into a bowl. This is eight blocks deep, hopefully that's enough. The lowest layer needs to be completely full with lava. That's about half. And done. That looks cool by itself, but now I want to get the glass in. Do I have any stored already? No. Then I guess we're going to go to my villager trading hall. I'll use these emeralds here to buy a bunch of glass from all of these villagers. This should be enough. Now we're going to need to get a bunch of purple and magenta dye. Lapis, poppies, blue dye, red dye, purple dye, bones, bone meal, white dye, and magenta dye. Now I can go ahead and craft a bunch of this glass. Then it's just got to be placed. By placing the glass in layers, we're starting to get this really cool glowing effect. But I gotta give credit where it's due, so thanks to Sandiction for this idea. Holy moly, that looks sick! Next up, I'd like to divide this pit into 16 sections. We can go ahead and use this black concrete to create 8 dividers. Now that those are in, we should go ahead and do the middle sections. And for this, they won't just be by layers, but instead we're going to create larger and smaller areas like this. The plan will be to put a custom biome into each of these areas. I guess it's time to start. I think the first biome is going to be a jungle. We need to first get some jungle saplings. It appears that I only have two. Okay then, let's get some bone meal and try to multiply these. I'll chop the wood and hope to get extra saplings. To begin building the biome, I'd like to first get grass down here. Now I would like to build a custom jungle temple. I'm gonna need some cobblestone, vines, and then mossy cobblestone. Finally, I'm gonna just follow a picture of what the jungle temple looks like. There we go, that looks pretty cool. Next, the tree's gotta go in. Why won't this one grow? Oh, I gotta break the blocks around it first. Perfect. Okay, now how about some leaves? Maybe a waterfall? That 
back looks pretty flat. Let's get some dirt in, stone, cobblestone, yeah, that looks good. Next, some vines and lanterns. Maybe moss? Honestly, this biome looks pretty cool. I think we can move on to the next. The next biome is going to be ice spikes. I'm gonna need to first get some ice, some snow, and dripstone spikes. First of all, let's cover the ground in snow layers. Now it's time to create the first ice spike. They seem to be like a plus shape. Now we have this pointy shape at the top. Finally, I can fly with the elytra while placing the ice to get these gaps. And that looks pretty cool. I suppose we gotta get a few more now. Now that the ice spikes are done, I kinda wanna come in here and get some extra snow to touch up the area. Finally, I think we should use some dripstone spikes around here. Cool then, that's two biomes finished, and now we can move on to the Mega Taiga biome. For this one, I will need Podzol and Spruce Saplings. Replace the floor saplings. If you've ever seen one of these biomes, they usually have some mossy cobble on the ground, as well as this background is kind of gross. That corner feels kind of bland. Maybe we should add some sort of floating house thingy. I'm gonna need a lot of different spruce wood types. Okay then, how about we start making the house? I think we'll bring some pillars here, then a roof. Finally, a floor and a door. You ready for more? This one's gonna be a mini end city. We're gonna need a lot of materials for this. Well, that's convenient. I can just use the portal here to get into the end. I'm gonna need a lot of this end stone, so... That should be enough. Now I wanna go through one of these portals here and try to find an end city. Okay, that was pretty fast. If I land here, then I can just mine this. Wait, I forgot a beacon. Okay, now I'm gonna mine this entire city down. Definitely didn't need to mine the entire thing, but it looked so much cooler. Anyways, now we can get building. First off, I wanna replace the entire background with endstone. Now that this is done, I'm going to once again look at another photo of an end city. Wait, that's not right. There we go. And the city is done. Now I wanna go in and place some of these chorus flowers. And now that our four biggest biomes are done, let's actually move on to some of the smaller ones. First up, we have the mushroom biome. This is gonna require some mycelium, mushrooms, and bone meal. Let's place some mushrooms down. Yeah, I like those. Then we just need to change the walls. Finally, it would be cool to add some wall mushrooms. This one is gonna be a nether fortress biome. Wait, does that count as a biome? I'm gonna need a lot of nether bricks to make this one. Go away, wither skeleton. Oh, he dropped a skull. Now we gotta look at how a fortress looks. I think if I place some blocks here, yeah, that looks good. How about adding a back room? That's pretty good. And because this is a soul sand valley as well, let's add some skeletons in here. Okay, that's pretty cool. Last, I wanna light up this nether rack on fire and make it look nethery. Before we leave the nether, let's do the warped forest. For this one, I'll need some warped mushrooms and this warped block here. I think if I use bone meal, this should spread, right? Oh yeah, that's pretty sweet. Now I wanna grow some of these mushrooms to make trees here. I'm gonna mine a tunnel here to make something really cool. All of this stone needs to become netherrack. Now there's a secret pathway to the top. Wait, what about adding ores? What is that? I think this is from a really long time ago, but hey, it works. 
All right, this should be enough. I'll place these on the other nether biome as well. That looks so much better. I was not really sure if these biomes would look cool, but they definitely do. For the next biome, I wanna try to remake a desert. I think it'd be really cool to make a desert temple inside of it. Let's start with some sand. Then how does this front side go? That looks really cool. Now I'm gonna place some dead bushes and cacti in front. How about a waterfall as well? If this is the eighth biome finished, then we're halfway done. Oh man, I cannot wait for the top part. That will be so epic. This one is going to be a snowy forest. I think it needs a ledge here. Now some trees and snow. Maybe some coal in the wall to make it look like a mountain. The next one is gonna be a mesa and I'm gonna need to get some terracotta. Okay, and through this portal, there should be a mesa. So then let's use this beacon to mine a ton of different terracotta colors. Oh, what if I made a mine shaft in the mesa? That would actually be really cool. Let's begin with some basic layers. Now, if I mine into the mountain, we can actually place some wood to make a mine shaft. Every mine shaft has a chest. And inside of the chest, I'm gonna put something really cursed. Let me know in the comments if you know how to get this double book because it's not supposed to be possible. Moving into the next biome, we're gonna build a basalt deltas. That means I'm gonna need some basalt. So these biomes are usually kind of pointy and they have lots of magma and lava, yeah. That looks pretty cool. Over here, I wanna make a plains biome, but I'm actually gonna to try to put a pillager outpost inside of it. I think that looks pretty good for the background. Now I wanna get the blocks for the outpost. These structures are kind of complicated, so I'm gonna to have to be careful to not mess anything up. Okay, that looks pretty good. Wait, something's not right. Perfect, now I wanna add some trees and grass on top. What if I add some logs in this mountain? Thought it would be pretty cool to have a moving minecart forever here. Honestly, I'm pretty satisfied with what we got. This biome is gonna be a red nether biome. It's exactly like the blue one, but red. So... Here's some of the trees. Let's bone meal this whole area, add some ores. How about a lava waterfall? Wait, I just realized that doesn't make any sense. These are beginning to look really good. Over here, I wanna do something unique. I was thinking an ocean monument, except it's gonna be mini. We're gonna need a lot of prismarine. Now this wall needs to be pushed back. And then I'm gonna follow this image I found for a mini ocean monument. I wasn't actually gonna make this underwater, so I can't do the typical seagrass and coral. Unless, what if I place water here in waterlock? Will this coral dry out? I think we're good. Now, I wanna place some really tall sugar cane to make it look like it's seagrass. Finally, adding some pickles should finish the biome. This one over here is gonna be a massive geode, so I'll collect all the items for it. I'm pretty sure the easiest way to find a geode is to go over the ocean and look for them. That was like three minutes. Okay, now let's place some of the smooth basalt around the edges of this block. Geodes usually have calcite next. Oh wait, this needs to go. And then let me just fill in all of this with amethyst. Finally, there's only one more biome, and I wanted to save this one for last because it's gonna be the best biome, the pizza biome. I'm not even kidding. So for the crust of this biome, let's get some brown mushroom blocks, then yellow wool, honey, yellow glazed terracotta, and red glazed terracotta. Now it's time to get building. Time for the pepperonis. Oh yes, we need some of this yellow gooey stuff. Finally, pineapple. Yes, it does belong on pizza. 
If you remember before the biomes, we had this, but now all 16 biomes are finished. However, I'm only done with part one of the build. Now it's time to transform the actual end portal. To start things off, I wanna place blocks around the portal itself to make it look a bit cooler. Okay, this looks cool. Now I wanna make a drop platform above so you fall into the portal. Yeah, this should work. For this next part, I wanna create a double spiral. So first we are gonna need a lot more sea lanterns. Yeah, that might be enough. At this point, I've learned to stop saying I'll have enough because I never do. Now I can follow this pattern all the way up to our nether portals. Okay, now if we go back to using the purple and magenta glass, we can cover these spirals and make them look a lot cooler. Wow, I'm really starting to like the vibe from this. However, what I'm about to do is either gonna look really cool or terrible. First of all, let's see how much obsidian I have. This might actually be enough. Okay, then I wanna start by creating an obsidian line. And now let's fill in these sides to make a spike pointing into the nether portals. Um, I can't tell if this is gonna look good. The problem is that if these don't work, then removing them will be horrible. I spent about two hours placing several of these spikes until I felt I was happy. These spikes are still looking kind of weird, but how about we get the top part of this done? I'm gonna go ahead and count out some glass. Now that this is in, I wanna expand this out with concrete. What about an extra ring of sea lanterns? Now I would like to bring these walls up to make this platform look like a massive donut. That doesn't look perfect, but I'm gonna move on for now. The idea is that these are lightning bolts and that the lightning will be coming from a Tesla coil. And that's what's keeping all these obsidian spikes floating. So then this lightning needs to connect up. I think that's a good rough design for the lightning, but now I gotta go ahead and cover it in glass. There we go, this build is nearly done. I was thinking that I wanna add some concrete rings around the donut to make it look a little cooler. Yep, that looks pretty good. Well then, there's only one more thing to do. I wanna add one final mass floating ring around this base. While I build this, would you be able to take the quick second to go down and subscribe? It would mean so much to me as that we're getting really close to 200,000 subscribers. Now I would like to break this and replace it with obsidian. Okay then, for the spikes of this ring, I'm gonna need more obsidian. I guess we'll just create an outline and then gotta fill this all in. There is one spike finished, three to go, two to go, one more, done with the top part, and now the bottom spikes. Oh man, these are kinda tricky to place. This water and dirt is really helping. I know I said we were done, but I quickly wanna get some beacons around this entire build. This is the final block. I am done with the entire end portal transformation. We've all 16 biomes below, and then the spikes. Lightning and rings. And then if we go into the end, all we have to do is drop through here and... No! Okay, I'm gonna be honest, that TNT was a joke. I didn't die there. But now that we're in the end, how about we begin working on making this place look better? My end dimension is sickening. I literally have no clue how it got this bad. But today, we're gonna transform it into the entire universe. Okay, you're probably wondering what the plan is. So first, I want to remove all 40,000 obsidian by hand. Then I'd like to remove the entire end island by using TNT bombing machines. After that, I plan on collecting over 400,000 blocks to build a massive pixel art of the entire Milky Way galaxy. This is not going to be easy. And if you enjoy the video, please consider subscribing so you don't miss out on any new content. 
First of all, if we're gonna be in the end for who knows how long, Endermen are definitely going to be an issue. If I just get some pumpkins and then carve them out. Okay, I forgot that it's impossible to see. I just downloaded a texture pack that should fix it all. Yep, that looks pretty good. Now, if this entire island is going to go, I'm gonna need some haste to mine it faster. I just realized that once this island is gone, I will never be able to respawn the ender dragon again. We should probably collect as much dragon's breath as possible because it's gonna become impossible after this project. So then I need some end crystals. Next, a bunch of bottles for dragon's breath. Then some redstone stuff. I'd like to collect something called an immortal crystal. Time to respawn the dragon. Well, this is one of the last times we'll ever see this. The dragon just launched its fire. Here, bottles. I'd like to get a full shulker of dragon's breath. So we might be here for a while. Oh my gosh, this is so much better. That is almost enough. Wait, no. That almost killed me. Okay, no, we are killing the dragon now. Now that we have all of the dragon's breath, we should get the immortal crystals. Basically, when the entered dragon is respawning, if you use pistons to push these crystals, then they become immortal and keep the laser beams. We're gonna be using this simple flying machine to push the crystals. Um, why is that not working? That's better. Now the entire machine needs to be built. So then if I just place the crystals again and respawn it, let's quickly run over here and flick this lever. Is, is it working? Nice, great, it is moving the first crystal. Now before the dragon respawns, bow that and boom. We got the first crystal and look at this, if I punch it, it will never explode and it's just gonna stay there forever. I would now like to get three more of these. Okay then, that is everything I wanted from the dragon, so I guess we can move on to the second part, which is removing all of the obsidian. Oh man, this is going to be a grind. I just did a couple of layers and want to try another tactic. If we sit here and mine straight down, then I can just hold my auto clicker. I'm a little afraid to try this because it's definitely more risky. If I forget about the mining, then I could fall right into the void. I spent about four and a half hours mining this pillar, and now we are on the final row. The final block. Oh man, that was definitely a little bit scary. But after mining one of the 10 pillars, I collected about 9,000 obsidian. I think it would be best to save it, honestly, because we'll probably use it later. The second pillar done, third done, Fourth done. This is interesting. I didn't finish mining all of the pillars, but that's because I actually want to begin removing the island at the same time. So when I mine the final pillars, everything disappears at once. So first of all, that means we're going to need to get rid of all of the bedrock around the island. There's a little trick I saw. If we place some blocks and then light this up. Perfect. It still works. So then we need to repeat this. Now, getting underneath this portal is going to be a little more tricky. This setup should be able to break the bottom pieces of bedrock. Oh, I went through the portal. Attempt two. Yes, that actually worked. Then all of these need to go. And that should be it for the center end portal. That means we can move on to the removal of the end island. And for this, we're gonna use TNT bombing machines, which require a bunch of redstone. Slime, redstone blocks, pistons, glass, minecarts, and TNT. Let's go ahead and build the machine. 
break this redstone block, it should all start up. So when we're finishing everything else up on the island, it's gonna slowly start to remove all of this endstone. Wait, I just realized when the machine passes over these portals, won't the TNT explode back into the machine? I might have a solution. If we place some water on top of these portals. Okay, now what about all the water on the ground? Now the TNT will go into the water and not explode the machine. This has got to be repeated 19 more times. And done! That's the portal part finished. Now these machines are starting to get close, so let's get rid of the final pillars. Here is the ninth pillar done. And finally the tenth pillar! This is the last block of obsidian. Unbelievable, I am so glad to be done. Look at my statistics now, over 80,000 total mined obsidian. That means there was over 40,000 obsidian in all of the pillars combined. This is really great as well. The machines have already cleared most of the island away. However, when it's finishing up, I wanna try to remove all of the bedrock around these gateways. It only took the machines a couple of hours to remove most of the island. Now I think it's time to get rid of this enderman farm. Honestly, mining this is gonna take ages because for some reason I decided to use iron to build it. How much TNT do we have left? That should be enough for now. I think we should just fill this place to the brim. How did that even happen? I literally could have died there. I'm gonna be much more careful next time. Let's just light this up. Amazing! Now the Enderman farm is entirely gone. I think I'll just AFK the rest of this and I'll let you know once it's all finished. The machine has gotten to the final couple of rounds and look at all of the Endermen. I guess they have nowhere else to live. I'm gonna just remove the final couple of blocks by hand. This is the last block of the entire end island. I definitely want to save that for the future museum we're going to build. The entire island is gone. That took over 30 hours to remove. If you remember before, the island looked like this. But now with everything gone, it's time to build the universe below it. Now the tricky thing about this universe is that it has over 390,000 total blocks. Some of which, like this 24,000 coal or 67,000 black wool are gonna be insanely difficult to collect. Kinda wanna be lazy and start on the easy items. So, rooted dirt, polished granite, cyan terracotta, woods, calcite, mushroom blocks, quartz, strangely note blocks and jute boxes, iron, more terracotta. These next two are gonna be kinda tricky. I'm gonna need 596 tough blocks and 740 clay. As long as we go into a portal with the 1.18 generation, it should be easy enough to find a lush cave where both of these blocks will be. Yes, this is just what I needed. Now we need to get some more terracotta, polished deep slate, stone bricks, and cobble. This is gonna be a pain. I need to collect 985 dead coral blocks. This coral reef might not be large enough, but let's try to see how many we can get here. I literally mined every yellow coral block here. Let's hope there are enough of them here. And now these just need to become dried. This should be satisfying.
Let me just pick these up again and we can move on. Next up, I need 1,042 acacia wood blocks. How many saplings do we have? Yeah, this should work. Let's get some bones and... Now these gotta be chopped. Okay, that's enough. These next ones shouldn't be too difficult. More deep slate, smooth basalt, chiseled deep slate, andesite, deep slate bricks, gray wool, light gray wool, warped stems, cracked stone bricks, smooth stone, and coal ore. As much as we've already collected, this isn't even a tenth of all of the required blocks. I next need 3,323 obsidian. Do you think we have enough obsidian? Probably not. Gosh, 3,400 polished basalt. I guess it's time to run the basalt farm again. I literally left the room for five minutes to make some food when this happened. No, I just came back and saw it break. I was starting to experience boredom from collecting the thousands of items, but at least it was time to take a break and build a few farms. I need an absolutely stupendous amount of black wool. 67,472 to be exact. I don't think this sheep farm is going to be fast enough. I might have a solution though. There's a really fast farm designed by Il Mango that should make over 20,000 wool per hour once it's done. The issue is that to make this farm, we are going to need to collect another massive list of items. This should be all of the required redstone. Now we're gonna need over 1,200 glass for this farm. I think the best way to get this will be to trade with villagers for it. Okay, now 1,400 white concrete, 1,520 powered rails. I built this farm over here that makes an absolutely insane amount of rails. I was not kidding when I said insane. Finally, to finish up this farm, we're gonna need 4,962 grass blocks. Okay, we are ready to build the farm. Oh, wait a minute. I literally forgot the most important part, sheep. This farm I want to build is going to include 512 sheep. That sounds insane, but I really don't know any other way to get that much wool. Will the baby also have black wool? Okay, that's good. I just realized this is going to require a huge amount of wheat. Okay then, it's time to build the farm. I want to make sure to breed the sheep every five minutes to make sure they're enough. Isn't this how another hardcore YouTuber lost his world? This block should finish the farm. Now we just need to get the sheep in. Okay, how can this be done 512 times as easily as possible? Come here, sheep. Okay, good. Rails? Yes, okay, get in. No, yes. Time for the second sheep. This is taking way too long. I have a better idea. What if we use these rails here to create a loop, and if we use this activator rail to bump the sheep off, then they should fall right into their pen. Here comes the next sheep. Okay, yes, get in. Yes, great, perfect, nice. This is working really well. I suppose it still needs to be repeated 500 more times. That is the entire first row done. It did take about an hour. This is insane how many shears need to go into this system. This farm made like 10,000 wool in just the time it took to build it. I'm thinking that because of this, I should only put half of the sheep into the farm to save time. I'm gonna just AFK overnight and hopefully in the morning there should be enough wool stored up. 
It was a successful AFK session, everyone. There is way more than enough wool in here. So let's move on to the next item. We need about 27,000 blackstone. There are two main methods of collecting blackstone. Method one, we mine it. In small quantities, I think that's better. But for such a huge amount, I think option two, bartering with piglins, will be much better. I have just the farm to make. This farm is by ENX04. I'll just have to AFK up here for a little while and wait for 256 piglins to spawn down below. Let me just get a bunch of gold while I'm here. Now let's check on the farm. Oh my gosh, that's loud. Okay, I don't quite know how this works, but I think if I throw the gold in there, Wow, that's a lot of items. Then I'm pretty sure we just need to load the items into the shulkers and repeat until there's enough blackstone. Oh my gosh, this is becoming a very risky episode. And it's been a few hours, but this should be all of the blackstone needed. There are only two more items required. The first is 21,000 black concrete. Fortunately from the last project, I already have more than enough black concrete powder, so let's just convert it. And that should be all the concrete we need. Now for the easiest part of collecting, 195,741 black stained glass. That was sarcasm. I literally have no clue where to even begin. I spent a few hours researching and I know what we're gonna do. I want to build the ultimate sand farm and then we're gonna cook all of it. The sand farm is gonna produce 144,000 per hour. But once again, it requires a massive list of items to build. Yeah, more redstone stuff, concrete, slime, you've seen this before, let's just build it. Perfect, the farm should work. Um, the farm did not work, I fixed it. Now if we jump through the end portal, yes, it works! Oh wait, I need a way to collect all of the blocks. Now as we wait for the sand to be made, let's actually take a trip to the Wither Rose Farm. We're gonna need a ton of black dye to stain all of the glass. So... And that should be enough of everything. Now all of this sand needs to be cooked into glass. Finally, all of this needs to be crafted into black stained glass. This is it! I have collected 400,000 different items. This took days to get everything. Now all that has to be done is to build the entire galaxy. Now that we're in the end, I'd like to first make a platform to store all of our shulker boxes. I suppose it's time to begin. We need some blocks here, more here, some here. And after several hours of placing blocks, I was done with day one of building the galaxy. It's the next day and I came up with a strategy that if we first do the outside blocks and move to the inside, it might be faster. Honestly, this isn't too bad, it's just taking a long time. It's day three of building, and I think we're gonna finish today. I mean, this is seriously coming along. I cannot wait to see the end result. These are the final couple of blocks. I wish I could celebrate, but before I get too tired, all of the glass needs to go on top of the entire thing to keep the Enderman from spawning. So... Halfway done. That took about four hours to do that much. So just another four and this entire project should be finished. 
I cannot believe all of my work is almost done. Only a few more blocks. And... The entire galaxy, 400,000 blocks. It's so huge you can literally see the outer islands from here. I have a plan to put a massive ship up there somewhere, and mark my words, it will be the coolest thing. Okay, so we just finished this galaxy, but right now it looks super plain. So I know, I'm going to build the ultimate end mega base. This is definitely one of the biggest and most insane projects I've ever done, requiring hundreds of thousands of blocks and over 120 hours of work. If you enjoy the video, please consider subscribing so you don't miss out on any future content. I also just opened up a brand new shop with some limited time merch. Link is in the description if you're interested. I think the best way to build this project will be to break it down into smaller steps. I'd like to first begin with finding the shape of this build. And I think we're going to use stone because it's going to match the color palette that I'm going to want. So let's begin with building a stone farm. This stone farm by Il Mango is super overkill, but it makes 72,000 stone per hour. Let's get started with collecting all the items required. We're gonna need over 13,000 obsidian, but fortunately, because we removed all the obsidian pillars in the last episode, I'm pretty sure we have enough. Next, some glass. Observers, powered rails, concrete, pistons, sticky pistons, as well as a bunch of other random items. Hold up, we're gonna need some iron for a beacon. Yeah, we're all out of iron. This is my iron farm that let's just say is a little OP. Now I could just AFK here, but I heard that by building chunk loaders at the farm, it's gonna produce iron even when we're not here. I'd like to at least try it out, so that means we're gonna need to get some more items. And then we need to just build these loaders. Now, the tricky thing is that these portals have to be spaced the perfect distance apart so that they link properly. Moment of truth. That didn't work. Okay, what about now? I'm actually kind of surprised I was able to get these to work. Let's just block these portals off to make sure the iron stays in the portals. I'm curious if this is actually producing iron with us not being there. I'm gonna need to wait a few minutes and see. In the meanwhile, we can actually begin with building the stone farm. Oh geez, 13,000 obsidian. I don't think I've ever had to light this many portals before. Wait a minute, I don't wanna go through. Okay, now we need to build the main part of the farm. I think I missed a couple of portals. Wait a minute, this is really bad. Oh my gosh, I just logged out. I think because I went through the portals, they linked to the iron farm portals, and I blocked those off. Zombie pigmen are coming through the portals, and I'm pretty sure I'm taking entity cramming damage. What the heck do I do? I'm gonna take a break and try to figure something out. Alright, I might have a solution. There's a feature that whenever you log into your world, you get about two seconds of invincibility. I'm hoping that I can log in, hit the zombie pigmen once, and then log out again. We'll keep repeating that until all of them are dead. Well then, time to try it for real. Logging in, alright, hit them. Log out, okay, good, good. Again, come on. Yes, they're all dead, okay. That's probably the closest I've ever come to dying in this world. 
Well then, now that this farm is done, let's AFK here for a couple of hours to get all the stone we'll need. It's been a while, but I think the farm partially broke because there should definitely be a lot more stone than there is. I'm gonna ignore that for now and just get building. All right, so we have the epic galaxy down there. I'd like to put the ship somewhere up top. So let's first find the correct height of this. Now I wanna build out to each of these end portal gateways. Sorry to the people who are OCD that these portals aren't perfect. Why is this one lined up correctly? I guess it doesn't really matter because you won't see these portals once we're done. Okay, now that we have a basic plus shape, I'm gonna use a Minecraft circle generator to connect these edges. Seven, five, four, 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 three, five twos. That's one circle done, three to go. And just like that, they're all done. The idea is that there will be a couple of rings around this center part of the mega base. Next, I wanna add some arches and walkways. We'll make two walkways connecting to the rings on each of the sides. Next, I wanna create some simple circles to show the height of each part of the build. I think we have a good basic idea of the height, although I thought it would be really cool to add some spike shapes around each of the sides. I wanna first get a slope of the spike, so... I don't really like that. What if we make the sides flat? Okay, that certainly looks better, although I am now completely out of stone. So it's time to AFK at the stone farm. Uh, I think something's broken here. Oh wait, looks like we're missing water. No, no, no! Everything's fine. Now that we have a ton of stone, I think we should start filling each of these rings in. This is literally going to require tens of thousands of stone blocks. I've spent a while building up this first ring, and a problem I've noticed is these guys. They just keep getting in my way and are overall just annoying. I already did some research on ways to get rid of them. I found that I could mob-proof everything with carpets or string, but honestly, that would just take way too long. The other thing I found is that I could build a mob switch here in the end. And honestly, I think a mob switch is our best bet because it's a lot easier. I think what we can do is create a chamber slash pit right here in the middle. Okay, now to make a mob switch, we need to get 70 villagers in here. Although as crazy as that sounds, I don't think it's gonna be too difficult, mainly due to the fact that over here at our iron farm, we already have most of the villagers required. Now we're gonna need to find the closest end portal to here. It seems like the closest portal is about 700 blocks away. So now we're gonna need to set up a railway for moving all of the villagers. That's the frame of the railway. We can't just move the villagers until we have somewhere for them to stay once they arrive. So... And this should work. Because of the activator rails, the villagers should get bumped into the water holding cell. Then I guess we just need to move all the villagers here. First minecart, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Here they come. Perfect. All of the villagers just got here. Now I just need to individually take these villagers out. And then once it becomes a Fletcher, I just need to trade once and then push the villager into the portal. Now you need to get on the rail. There he goes. And now get into the water, please. This is quite true tragic, but it's for the greater good. Okay, I'm just gonna need to repeat this 70 more times until all of the villagers are in here. And I ran out of villagers. I'm gonna have to AFK overnight and wait for some more.
This should be it for all of the villagers. Now look around, there are no endermen. This mob switch is kind of overkill, but hey, it's definitely pretty cool. Now that we don't have any endermen getting in our way, I guess we gotta get back to finishing this ring. And that should be it for the second ring. Uh, finally, we just need to fill out these tunnels. Now I'd like to get back to these spikes and add some depth. So I'm thinking what we do is add some diagonal lines to the top. And I really have to pay attention here because this pattern is not easy to follow. Well, that kind of works, but I think I have a better idea. What if instead of doing diagonal lines, we make them flat? I think this is definitely going to look better, but the only way to really tell is to finish this spike completely. Okay, yeah, that looks really good. That means it's now gotta be repeated three more times on the top and a couple on the bottom. And there we are, the final spike is completed. I now want to do something that relates to these guys here. If you remember from the last video, we got four immortal crystals before removing the entire end island. Basically, these crystals will stay here forever while also keeping their laser beams. Oh yeah, the cool part is that these don't explode when you hit them. So what I'd like to do is build a rectangular tower on each of these corners to basically hold the immortal crystals. So... There's one final thing I want to do, and that's to make the center part. I think we should first extend these rings upwards a little. Now, if we move this circle inwards a tiny bit and do the same, now we just need to do the lower part, and that should be it for the entire shape of the build. I just want to take a second to admire how epic this looks already. I mean, this is just the shape. Imagine what it will look like once all the detailing is finished. To begin the detailing, I want to add a basic outline to the entire ship. And to make this outline, we're going to use a ton of black concrete. And that should work fine for now. It's nothing crazy, but by just adding the concrete, it's definitely looking much cooler. Before we do any more detailing, I want to deal with these immortal crystals. Basically, we need to get them to each of the four corners. I think if we use flying machines, it shouldn't be too difficult. Let's quickly collect the materials for the flying machines. If we build the first one of these machines, and then set up the area to stop the machine, then we just need to activate the machine and hope it works. There it goes. And is it gonna stop? No! Then let's just use some pistons and do the last couple of blocks. That should be the first one. I guess it needs to be repeated three more times. This is the second one in position. There's the third. And finally the fourth. I wanted to leave this part a surprise, but don't you think those laser beams are a little basic? I spent a while creating a custom texture pack. And what do you think of it? Honestly, this looks awesome. Oh my gosh, that's kind of sickening. Now, because these laser beams can go through blocks, I thought it would be cool to put an orb surrounding them made out of lapis and glass. Let's just start with coming up with the shape. is this happening? That looks pretty good. Right now these lasers are kind of just pointing to nothing. What I'm gonna do is quickly build up an energy bar in the middle.
Let's also place some glass panes around this to make it feel more random. And that should be everything we need for the center. And honestly, I think we're in a pretty good spot to begin decorating the rest of this. I was thinking that it would first be really cool to add some massive lights on all four of these sides using a bunch of concrete, sea lanterns, and glass. I guess that means I need to actually collect those. Geez, sea lanterns are expensive. What would I do without this concrete converter? To begin with these lights, we're gonna first need to mine a lot of stone away. And then I suppose we need to build it. That actually looks really good. So we're gonna need to repeat it seven more times. Those are all looking really cool. The unfortunate part is that because of how cool these are, I need to do it to the rest of the ship. I've spent over 10 hours on these lights, and I definitely need a break. I had a cool idea. What if we add cannons to this end hub slash spaceship? If you've ever seen a space movie, that's one thing that's pretty common on spaceships, is that they have these like epic cannon looking weapons. So let's build them on our ship. I have an interesting block palette for this, but the only way to know if it's gonna look good will be to build it. Yeah, that looks pretty nice. While we're working on the second cannon, I want to mention that I'm only designing a quarter of this at once, and then after it's finished, we'll copy it to the other three sides. I'm looking at this outer wall right now, and I'm thinking how plain it is. First of all, I think we should remove it completely. Next, I'd like to replace it with a mixture of concrete, wool, concrete powder, and iron blocks. We are going to need several thousand of each block. Okay, that should be enough white concrete, white wool, and this powder. As for the iron, I really hope that the iron farm has been running this entire time. Oh my gosh. We have way more than enough. If those are all the blocks we have, then I just need to get building. My mouse has a feature on it that allows me to scroll it really fast. So I'm gonna be using that to randomize all of the blocks. This is looking quite random. I mean, that was the goal. It's definitely getting there. Maybe if I add some concrete bumps around this side. That seriously made it look a thousand times better. That was definitely the hardest part of this entire build, so I am so glad that we're done with it. Oh boy, was I wrong. Just wait to see how I literally wasted 15 hours of my life to build something that didn't even work. So I was wondering what sort of thing we could do to make this top part look better. And I think adding smooth quartz blocks around this entire area would look really good. Now unfortunately, these are some of the hardest blocks in the game to collect. And we would literally need thousands of them. I'm pretty sure that villagers actually sell quartz blocks, right? They only sell 12 at a time. That means we'll be getting 540 quartz every day. Yeah, that's not gonna cut it. I guess our next option would be to try something called void trading. To do void trading, we're gonna need to get another villager into the end, which shouldn't be too hard, assuming we have extra villagers from the mob switch. There is one extra villager. That's actually so perfect. That should be everything. Now we just need to use the void trader. 
The way this works is actually really cool. If you open up a villager's trading as you go through the portal, we can then buy the quartz. And when we return, the villager still has his trades without them being sold out. If we just use this void trading a few hundred times, then we should have enough quartz pretty quickly. Hold up, I think I can make this slightly faster if I move the villager closer. No! Why did he go through? Okay, buddy, please just go back. Now, please just land in the water. No! So the void trading is not going to work. The third way we can get a bunch of quartz is by trading with piglins. The quartz can then be crafted into blocks. Now the only issue with this method is that to get enough quartz, it would require a stupendous amount of gold. Me being the logical person I am, I decided to build an OP gold farm. So then we just need a disgusting amount of items to make it. I literally thought that I'd have enough obsidian to last me forever, but we're already out. Now we need 5,000 glass. Why one block of lime stained glass? The weird thing about this farm is that we can't just build it. The location of it has to be perfect in order for it to work. I'll have to build the farm perfectly on four chunks. Now this next part is not going to be fun. It's time to place all of the obsidian. As we build these portals up, I need to make sure to light them. I feel like I'm getting deja vu or something. That is the first half of the farm. Before we do that side, I want to first place all of the glass up top. I'd like to also make sure that the overworld part is finished. And that should be it for all of the overworld. To finish this off, we need to just place the obsidian in the nether. Let's go! The farm is complete. If everything is working properly, then there should already be zombie pigmen coming through the portals. What the heck? This has got to be a joke. That is so many zombie pigmen. Okay then, I think to AFK here, we just need to use our sword on this armor stand. So then I'm going to AFK here for an hour and see how much gold I can get. It's been an hour and just looking at everything, that's actually ridiculous. In the last episode, I built a pretty crazy piglin bartering farm, so we just need to go through all of the gold and collect all of the quartz. Is that seriously all of the gold? This is nowhere near fast enough. I think we're gonna go back to the first method of trading with villagers. Yes, I really did just spend 15 hours building a farm, only not to use it. Now we only have about 15 mason villagers in here, so I think to get the quartz a lot faster, we'll just have to get a lot more of these villagers. Now I know a while back I built a villager breeder up here. Is it still working? Looks like it is, that's good. Then let's just move all these villagers into the trading hall. I've been doing this for about an hour and we already have about 45 mason villagers. That's probably good enough for now. Next up, these guys need to be traded with so that I can unlock the quartz trade. So... And then I'm just gonna need to spend a couple of days trading with these guys until we can get enough of the blocks. Even though I literally have millions of emeralds, it's still annoying when these guys mark up their prices. Now that we have all the quartz, we'll need to use this super smelter to make it all smooth. That should be all of it cooked up. Now to actually build this, I first want to remove all of the stone. Now to just replace it with the quartz. Oh my, that actually looks so good. I'm going to quickly repeat this pattern, and at the same time, I'm going to just try to finish this first quarter of the ship. 
And that should be all of it. I've officially finished the first quarter of the ship. It's honestly kind of surreal. Anyways, now I have to repeat this three more times to the rest of the ship. And here we are, the last blocks. This was one of the most insane projects I've ever done. In total, there were just over 200,000 blocks in this ship. As for what I'm going to put on the inside of this, it's going to be something that you've never seen before. And it's going to be ridiculous. If you've enjoyed this video, please consider subscribing so you don't miss out on any future content. These portals not being lined up is seriously starting to bother me. I think I need to destroy the entire ship and rebuild it one block over. Last time we built this spaceship, right now it's kind of empty in here. Has anyone ever trapped all the mobs in the end? I'm going to attempt to be the first person to ever do it. Not only am I going to collect the basic mobs, but also all of the rarest mobs in Minecraft, such as the jockey mobs, the ender dragon, wither, and the warden. Future one by here, this video took over 100 hours to record, and it was definitely one of the most crazy projects I've ever done, so don't forget to subscribe if you enjoy it. First of all, I'm thinking we'll do the mop museum inside of the ship, probably in this ring here. All of this stone needs to be cleared out. And now that we have this space opened up, I want to create a floor. The idea is that I want this to look like the interior of a Star Wars Grand Inquisitor Supreme Lord's ship, whatever that is. To do this, I'm going to start with a black concrete outline, so... Then for the floors of this, we're going to copy the outside design of white concrete, sea lanterns, and glass. Okay, this is looking pretty good for the floor, so time for the cages. There are 86 different mobs in the game, however 16 of them can't go through portals. Which means we only need 70 cages in here. And here we are. I've planned out each of the spaces and put signs in front of them, which means we can now put the roof in. I'm going to quickly place walls using white concrete, iron, wool, and white concrete powder. I just can't express how excited I am to begin this project. I was thinking that I might actually start on the ghast in case it shoots fireballs. I wouldn't want it to kill the other mobs. I've seen people bring the ghast to the overworld, but now I need to do that through two dimensions. First of all, let's make a cage for it. If you didn't know, ghasts spawn in the Soul Sand Valley. If we set up a platform here on the ceiling, then through this portal, we actually have an end portal that I've used before, although it's gonna need a bit of a transformation. Perfect. Here in the end, let's set up some rails that go to the cage. Okay, crossing my fingers, let's hope a ghast spawns. Come on, get in the minecart. No! Okay, that was actually really easy. Where did he go? I forgot the name tag. Okay, there's another. Dude, I forgot the name tag again. They say third time's the charm? Yes! No, it got out. This is the ninth try. Name tag, there we go. It went through the portal, that's a good sign. It should be in the end now. Yes! Alright, get in the minecart. There it goes. Get in the cage and block it off. That's the first one done. That was definitely one of the hardest mobs, but what about the warden? Let's save that one for later, just in case I die. Honestly, I'd like to do some of the easier mobs. So first up, we have the cod. Let's get the bucket and the name tag. Yeah, I think that name is fitting. The tropical fish. The salmon. And the final fish, the puffer 
fish. Now I actually want to check on something. Yes, it's still here. So a while back on Halloween, I trapped some of these extremely rare jack-o'-lantern mobs. Let's actually get this baby one here and try to move it to the end. This is going to take a while. Now go through and now get in the minecart. There he goes. There he goes. Don't ask me why. I want to try to get an enderman now. You might think this one would be easy, but because of the mob switch I built in the last episode, endermen no longer spawn. Although I think if we bridge all the way out here... And then with the render distance really low, the mob switch shouldn't be loaded. Well, somehow they spawned inside of the ship. And here we go. That's the Enderman's cage. He actually does need to stay in the boat or he'll teleport away. Dwayne Johnson. Quickly, let's get the wolf enclosure set up. Go through the portal. Nice, that was easy. I think I'm ready to move on to the harder mobs. Call me crazy, but I wanna try to get the creeper. Let's quickly make a creeper themed cage. That looks pretty cool. Although the creepers can be tricky because it explodes. When we both go through the end portal, we spawn in the exact same spot and then... So to fix this, I wanna try something I've seen a few times. If I lower my render distance and then throw an ender pearl, it's gonna stay unloaded. Now let's leave the end and then put the render distance back up. Get a creeper, come on, follow me. There he goes. Okay, please don't explode. One more try. There it is. Now follow me and walk on in. That's the creeper trapped in the end. Now for the skeleton, I believe I also have one of the Halloween ones. There he is. Then let's just get the boat over to the portal. No! Follow me up, perfect. And now to the end. All right then, minecart. And there it is, the rare Halloween skeleton. That's the zombie enclosure. There you are. Wait, I almost forgot to mention that I'm gonna be naming all of the mobs after every one of the United States presidents. So, now the rare husk. What about an easier one? I'm gonna need some endstone. And these flowers. Do I have any ender pearls? Great, and now we need to throw a bunch of ender pearls until I get an ender mite. Now the cow, pig, sheep, and llama. Wait, I actually wanna get that slime. I was kinda worried about getting one of these. Okay then, this is going to take a while. No, get in the portal. This is gonna be fun. Ouch, there it goes. And now get into the cage. That was pretty tough. Let's quickly get some of the easier ones. The lone goat. Don't fall now. That's the goat. And now the chicken. We've gotten 20 mobs captured. Now I'd like to move on to all of the four-legged horse things. So you might not know, but a few thousand days ago, I actually made this crazy island here. I'm pretty sure that behind the island, there is a skeleton horse in the water. What you doing down here, buddy? I wish all of the mobs were this easy. The horse is next. This horse is from the very first day in the world, which makes about 22 years old in Minecraft days. All right, old man, careful now. Let's just take him to the shulker room for a moment. Next up, we need a donkey. I have no clue where one is, so... Finally, okay, you're coming with me. The reason I didn't put the horse away is because by using golden apples, we will get a mule, which is the next mob collected. Now time for all of their cages. 
And that's gonna be it for all of the horses. I think we should now move on to the mushrooms. We're back at the castle island, and the cool thing is that when I was building all of this, I managed to trap a few brown and red mushrooms. Lead and follow me through the portal. There we go, that's the brown mushroom. Now just the red one. Is it just me or is it weird that mushrooms make cow sounds? I feel like they should sound more mushroomy. What does a mushroom even sound like? We're actually making really good progress. Although I'm really concerned about the bat. So let's try to get that one out of the way. So I noticed that at the storage room, bats spawn quite often. If I just use a lead, wait. Do they not work? Okay, new plan. I'm thinking we're gonna trap one in a minecart and then move it to the portal room. Okay, that one's sleeping. Come on. Can they not go in minecarts? Um, what if we try to move this one? Did it just go through that block? So as it flies, I'm gonna try to place blocks behind it so the only way it can go is forward. Go through, nice. Now we just need to connect these two portals with a tunnel so that I can move the bat. And now it's time to just sit here and block up behind. Wait, how the heck did it even get out? Future Wumba here. Apparently, bats can glitch through blocks. Please just get back into the area. What is a gas? I'm back at the portal room, and I think I'm gonna just try to find a bat near here. Hey, there are actually three back here. All right, let's make a tunnel. And this time, I'm gonna put glass on top so they can't suffocate. I have spent hours trying to get this bat. Please just work. Come on, buddy. Okay, move up now. <gasps> oh my gosh! Please go into the tunnel. Oh my, the bat just needs to go upwards. Let's go, come on. Yes, yes, yes! That was the absolute worst mob yet. I just realized that this has probably seen more dimensions than any other bat in the history of Minecraft. Sticking with the flying mobs, I want to get my pet parrot, Cookie. What a chad, making this easy. And there you go. Near my parrot, I remembered that there was also a rare pumpkin drown. Go through the portal, portal, portal. Great, follow me. And quick we need to build a cage. There we are. I kind of wanted it to look like a ruined monument. Maybe next we could do the cat. I saw somewhere online a really cool cat tree design. That actually looks really good. Now to move the cat here. If you didn't know, I have a cat in real life called Caiaphas. I got a custom textured pack that makes cats look like Caiaphas. This one's easy, it's the turtle. This one is not easy, it's the charged creeper. But with the normal creeper, I actually failed several times trying to do the ender pearl teleporting. Although I might have a better idea that will work really well. What if we set up a chunk loader here? Okay, perfect, it's a thunderstorm. Now, charged creeper, you need to follow me. Because the chunk loader is running, this place is always going to be loaded. Now, if we go through the portal first, completely safe. Now, there he goes, and what you think? Pretty cool, right? I thought the glass looked like electricity. While we're in this area, I actually wanna get a zombie villager. And then this normal villager, if we use the trident, nice, it's a witch. There is the witch done. Finally, the normal villager. And that's gonna conclude phase one of this project. Phase two is going to be much, much, much worse. To start things off, we need to think up a plan for the mobs that can't leave the nether. Because this portal leads to where the rest of the mobs are, I think putting the nether mobs here would be really cool. What if we make a smaller version of the end portal in the bedrock? That means all of this bedrock needs to go. This machine here should break a single piece of bedrock, but that's slow, which is why I built this machine, which breaks an entire row of bedrock. 
I'm done. It's 2 a.m. right now. I can't believe how crazy this looks. The next day, I streamed building the tower above this hole, and dang, this looks beautiful. Well, now before we get too off subject, it's time to get all of the mobs in. Piglin, Hoglin, now the Piglin Brute. That's so convenient there's one down there. That's only like 500 blocks from spawn as well. First of all, I wanna make a platform to the cage. Now, please don't die or kill me. Come on up, please. That's the Piglin Brute done. This next mob is gonna be the first of the worst. The Pigman Jockey. I don't know why I made that so dramatic. But anyways, these guys can't go through portals, which forces us to trap it in the nether. Now, the unfortunate part about these mobs is that they are extremely rare. However, if we first build a platform up here, now, by using hundreds of eggs, we're going to get a lot of chickens. And then by using steroids, <coughs> I mean seeds, these chickens will grow up instantly. The reason we need chickens is that when Minecraft tries to spawn zombie pigmen, it searches the surrounding area for chickens for the pigmen to be riding. And there it is. This is gonna be super risky, but please follow. There, the pigmen jockey is done. Aren't these supposed to be really rare? Oh my buddy, please just follow me back. And that's the next jockey mob finished. Finally, we just have the double jockey. And there it is, every single nether mob, which means phase two is finished. Now, this is where the video is going to get fun because every mob from here on out will be more and more difficult until we get to the warden. Okay, Strider, let's go. I think I actually have a Halloween wither skeleton here. Yes, I do. Okay, now we only have one shot at this because if he dies, I don't have any more. Come on, and there we are. Cool fact, the wither skeleton is actually my favorite mob. All right, now we have to get a panda. I believe that somewhere over here there is a jungle. Yes, and there is a panda. Okay, let's go through the portal. While we're in the jungle, I wanna find an awesome Slot. There we go through the portal and into the end. No, no, no water water water. We're good now That is the 47th mob collected. That means I'm over halfway done This should be pretty easy as long as nothing goes wrong now. We have the fan favorite. Yo, it's a whole family of them All right, everyone. It's time to leave. I mean, it's definitely a home for the axolotl. I'll make it better later. Quickly, I want to do an easy mob that I forgot about, and that's the bee. Now we have to get a lead and then attach it to the bee, and we have a balloon. There it is. We could just stick to the passive mobs and get the rabbit. Near the end portal, I definitely remember seeing a few rabbits. Come on, stop running. Now we just need to walk it back. Okay, down the stairs. Nice. Now let's go. Dude! Yeah, so I got two more rabbits, each of which died. And finally, on the fourth attempt, I managed to get the rabbit in. The fox is going to be the 50th mob. I think to make this even cooler, I think we should find one of the arctic ones. So... Okay, there's one. Get on the lead. Yes, and through the portal. My dude, that rug burn looks terribly painful. And this one we're gonna call Daxon. We've done basically every land mobs. I think we can move on to the three water mobs. The squid, glow squid, and dolphin. These are challenging because they need water to survive. So first of all, I wanna make this area underwater. And then we need water channels. Now we just need to begin with the squid. Okay, that's actually pretty close to the portal. Let's go, buddy. 
There's no time to die. I need to get this video out. I think the squid is in the end now. Okay, yes, and now the lead. Let's go. Come to your prison coming <laughs> home. Nice, that's the squid. Glow squid, you're up next. I actually thought those ones were gonna be much worse than they really were. Quickly, let's lead this dolphin in. Holy, what is going on? Again, through the water tubes. There we are. I actually really like the dolphin's home. The crazy thing is that this room is pretty much filled out. This spot right here is for the cave spider, and I think this one shouldn't be too hard because we have a mine shaft very close to the portal. Now I have to wait for a spider to spawn. All right, yep, that spider's poison does indeed work. Now, buddy, follow me. What? Attempt two. Bro. Attempt three. I thought this would be easy. Don't die, please. There it is, the cave spider. I nearly cried for the spider when I realized they could go into minecarts. If my calculations are correct, we're 65% done with collecting mobs. But there's something I haven't been telling you. It's that I'm seriously afraid of raids. I've nearly died on several occasions but now it's time so first of all we have the pillager oh god why is that ravenger chasing me I'm gonna have a nightmare after seeing that wow that actually wasn't too hard to get into the end quickly let's make the cage it that these things can go in minecarts but bats can't next let's get the vindicator and finally the evoker geez here goes nothing now let's make a portal and link it to the nether hold on how did another wave spawn in if the evoker was still there anyways now let's move the evoker with a minecart and now please just go through the portal now he's going to the cage nice that is everything i need from the raid Actually, no it's not. Remember how I said I would collect every jockey mob? Well, as it turns out, these raid mobs spawn on Ravengers, which means I now need to collect three additional Ravengers. that was close so for now i've just trapped the ravengers in pits because we need to build the houses for them later that's actually a huge weight off of my shoulders i feel like we can now move on to the extra mobs before the next phase that's totally a wither now the polar bear we gotta get a zoglin that's the cage. What are you doing here? Well, that's the mob. Guardian, come on. There he goes on a rail. That should be it for the guardian. The magma cube, blaze. Okay, ouch, 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 ouch. Stray, come on, through the portal. And this is fast. No! They ask you how you are, you just have to say that you're fine. That was my only one. Here's a new one. And there you are. Then the silverfish. And then the phantom. Now there's a trick for the shulker that not many people know about. If you place a shulker box and then throw a weakness potion in a golden apple, it turns into a normal shulker. I'm just kidding. To get the shulker, I had to build a bridge to the void. And then by making a railway, I was able to bring a real shulker in. Anyways, those mobs complete phase three. Everything you've seen until this point, was easy. I'm about to attempt to collect the villager jockey and the warden. Spoiler alert, that one does not go well. First of all, we need to build an area for our jockey mobs. So, boom. I earlier got some skeleton horsemen to spawn and I wanna put one in this far cage. There it is. Well, now it's time for those ravengers I was putting off from earlier. Okay, as soon as I break this dirt, the fun begins. 
All right, this isn't as bad as long as I keep my distance. Follow me. Okay, don't fall. And come on down. Nice, and we just need to block this off. Time for the Vindicator Ravager. Goodness, that hurts. Let's go, buddy. And here we are. One more to go. But unfortunately, this is the most dangerous of them all. And he's out, he's out. Now cross the water. And drop on in. Why isn't he dropping? No, no, stop it, Vexes. Please come onto the block. Good, and breaking it. All right, block it off. Oof, that was tiring. Okay, let's pause here on these jockey mobs, and we're gonna move on to the end dimension. Now, obviously, we have our normal mobs here, but then we also have the dangerous mobs. Because they're dangerous, we need a different spot for them far from the ship. I was thinking that we could build some sort of place through one of these gateways, so... Here we go. So each one of these three rooms is for a separate mob. So let's actually get them now. For the Ender Dragon, I've decided that I'm just gonna build it out of blocks because there's no way I could trap the real one and still be able to leave the end dimension. So... I saw this design on the internet and I actually thought it was pretty cool. Now for the Elder Guardian and... Wait, is that a spider jockey? I actually need one of these. We should try to trap it right now. Please, bro, don't die. There we go. That's another one checked off. While we're here, let's actually try to get the zombie jockey mob. This has a 1 in 400 chance of spawning whenever a random zombie comes in. To increase those odds, I've actually set up some chickens down below, and then we just need to wait. Nice, and there it is. For the husk jockey, it's the exact same idea, just in the desert. I have spent like 30 minutes waiting for one. Great, there it is. The next mob is a drowned jockey, and I didn't even know that these existed until about 20 minutes ago. Anyways, these are very challenging because the only way to get one is by creating a farm like this one. And then waiting for the jockey to spawn. Guys, I've been AFKing here for about an hour just waiting, but look at the day count. I thought I'd show you the moment it changes to 8,000. Wow. It's about two hours later, and one finally spawned. Follow me. Here we go. He's in. Wow, I got distracted by those jockey mobs. Now we need to do the Elder Guardian. And I'm a little worried about this one because of the mining fatigue and how much damage it does. I think, first of all, we should set up a railway that connects to this portal. And now I want to open up the top of this monument and drain everything with sponges. Perfect, now you need to get in the minecart. No, 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 there he goes, into the portal. Now through the nether, he's in the end. Now go through the gateway, please. Finally into the cage we made. Wow, this feels so weird seeing it in the outer end islands. Okay, I think that completes every mob I can currently do. I'm about to attempt something very risky. I'm gonna update the world to the snapshot version 22W14A. Now, as we get the new Alley and Frog, I'm gonna explain why we're in this snapshot. Basically, the Warden has an attack called the Sonic Boom. This thing is basically pure death, but this snapshot was released before the Warden got the Sonic Boom. My idea is that we can trap the Warden in this update and then afterwards update to 119. And there it is, the new Alley and Frog are trapped. Oh god, here's the deep dark. I think that's a shrieker. Those are what spawned the warden.
Oh my gosh, what is happening? Let's go through the portal now. Break that. There it is! Okay, block up quickly. This is terrifying. That instantly popped my totem. Yep, I literally had no idea how dangerous the warden actually was because this was my first time seeing it. Okay, now all I have to do is not fall off of this bridge. Then you can go through this portal, please, sir. And remember that chunk loader we used before? I'm doing the same thing this time so I don't get smacked. Perfect, he is in the end now. Let's take it up the stairs. And you go through the gateway. There he is! I am not totally terrified of that. Okay, flick this lever, here he comes. And mine these now. My goodness, that is the warden. Now I can update to 119. Jeez, the game looks so much better. Wow, 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 that's the warden trapped in the end. But as you see, there's still two missing mobs. What are they, you might ask? They are the villager jockey and the adult zombie villager jockey. You've probably never seen either of these because of how rare they are. Let me explain. Whenever a zombie spawns, it has a 1 in 20 chance of becoming a zombie villager. From there, it has another 1 in 20 chance of being a baby. And then another 1 in 20 to be on a chicken. Essentially, you are more likely to be struck by lightning in Minecraft before one of these spawn. I might have an idea on how to obtain these. I have this all mob farm here, and I'm thinking if we just put portals at the bottom, any jockey mob that spawns will not go through the portals. And then we just watch for the mobs to spawn. Well, I am going to AFK here until I see one spawn. I spent over 10 hours watching the farm until one finally spawned in. <gasps> name tag, name tag. And then another 12 hours before the next one spawned. Yes! Yes! Oh my gosh! Now to get the villager on a chicken, we actually need to cure this zombie. There you go. What the heck? That looks so weird. Well, now it's time to move these guys 4,000 blocks to the cages. I also replaced the normal chicken jockey with this super rare one I found at the mob farm. I'm not sure how rare this one is, but if you could let me know in the comments, that would be awesome. The final thing to do is to convert this upside down villager jockey into a zombie. <laughs> what is that? Wait a minute, that's all 86 mobs. Well, I think before we do any more work in the end, we should take a break and do something else. The 1.19 update just came out, so how about we raid some ancient cities? It's another day in Minecraft. Except, something extraordinary is happening. The migration of the cows. One cow deviates from the rest and finds itself in a ruined city from the past. How unfortunate. Hey everyone, it's Wumba here, and today we're going to raid 100 ancient cities to try to get as much loot as possible. And the reason we're doing this is so that we can answer the question of just how much loot is in the average city. Well, here we are. So if we go through this portal, 
That's right, so in the last video we found an ancient city. Now, the problem is that if I make any sound, these shriekers will spawn a warden. Although using wool to walk on apparently doesn't make any sound. Oh, I just got an advancement. Wait, does that count as a sound? Okay, no, no, I think we're good. Let's just cover this thing up to prevent it from shrieking. Quickly, we're also gonna search this area for any other shriekers and try to break them. Alright, so I should probably explain why we're here. So there's this absolute genius named El Mango. Anyways, he made this machine that makes it so no wardens can ever spawn. I'm hoping that if the machine works, we can loot all 100 ancient cities without any wardens attacking. To make this machine, we first need to place a row of wool here. Oh gosh, no! Okay, that's only the first shriek. I believe we get three strikes before a warden spawns. Now, I gotta clear five blocks out from the shrieker on each side. And then this deep slate needs to be removed seven blocks down. So... Then some more wool. And on top of this, we need carpet so that a warden doesn't just spawn up here. Piston, wool, poppers, piston, redstone, and there's a redstone clock that moves every five seconds. Quickly, we also need to build a chunk loader here. And I'm waiting for this trap door to move. Great, it works. Now to run this machine, we need to shoot some arrows in here. And as soon as I place this sensor, it's gonna start running. Wait, 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 why is it getting darker in here? Why do I hear a warden, please? Maybe it's supposed to give you darkness. I am terrified of this, but I think it's working. I'm gonna stay shifting just in case. Okay, good, the darkness went away. That sound is not helping my anxiety. Oh, wow, yeah, I think we're good. Now, what's in this chest? Hey, not too shabby, some disc fragments, echo shards. Whoa, that diamond hoe has a lot of enchantments. Swift sneak and amethysts. Well, if this machine is working, I'm gonna loot the rest of this city. Wow, more swift sneak. Yeah, for now I kinda just wanna collect everything. Whoa, enchanted golden apple. Apparently these are pretty common in cities. Yo, two other side discs. I kinda wanna see what happens if we mine one of these reinforced deep slate blocks. Nothing. Oh, well then. Well, here we are. This is the loot from just one city. And before we leave for the other 99, I want to prepare a little bit. I'm pretty sure we'll be doing a lot of flying to find all of the cities. And I'd like to craft a bunch of fireworks. I believe that at our sugarcane farm... Yes, there is a lot of sugarcane being produced. Let's just collect three shulkers. And now at the storage, do we have any gunpowder? One stack of gunpowder and paper makes three stacks of fireworks. Now I'm just going to make a buttload of these. And there we are. A little over five shulkers worth should definitely be enough. I also want to grab a bunch of obsidian. That should be good. Let's also grab a flint and steel, a bow, and then some empty shulker boxes. Hopefully all of this should be enough to raid the 100 cities. Finally, I also want to repair my elytra at the XP farm. And goodness, that part is always stressful. 
Now to make sure we don't get attacked by mobs, we need to turn the mob switch on and then the warden switch. Now nothing should be able to spawn. Hold on, just checking. Are you subscribed? These videos take a ton of time and energy to create and if you're enjoying watching, don't forget to click that button so you don't miss out on any future content. So let's just go really far out into the nether and make a portal. Oh, we're actually in a cave already. I'm pretty sure that deep darks only spawn under mountains and we're in an ocean, so... Whoa, I did not expect to find one that quickly. Oh my gosh, two in a single chest already? If you're wondering how I already have so many apples, I collected most of these from desert temples in the past. It's one of my personal goals for the world to eventually get 1,000 enchanted golden apples. And with them being so common now, I might actually be able to make that happen. Now, let's finish looting this city. I did not know that skeleton skulls could generate in here. Yeah, why not? Let's collect those too. And that's the second city done. I actually streamed the next couple of cities and got a ton of loot from them until the warden switch turned off randomly. Oh, looks like there's another chest there. W why did that shriek? That's not supposed to happen. Wait, maybe it's because I broke the chest. That's a warden, that's a warden. Leave, leave, leave. I've seen too many videos of people dying to the warden. Did the machine break? Like what happened? The warden wasn't supposed to spawn. Well, this side seems to be working. Oh, it's cause I logged out of the world and that unloaded the machine. Okay then, while we continue, I gotta remember not to leave the world so that doesn't happen again. So back to it then. Jeez, this city had six enchanted apples inside of it. And as the cities got checked off, I approached the first major milestone. Oh yes, that's the 64th apple. And now I have an entire stack. That is so beautiful. I also thought it'd be interesting to try and collect all of the diamond tools we find to see how many we can get by the end. So I've been looting cities for about five hours now and we just finished the 25th city. So yay. But I think it's time to play a little game cause I'm getting bored. I wanna see how many enchanted apples I can find in one hour. According to this website, these are all of the mountain biomes and under most of the mountains is a city. To maximize the amount of apples I get in one hour, we can simply fly to these mountains and then mine down and hope to get lucky. Timer starts in three, two, one. There's our first, second, yo, two in one chest. Oh, four? Someone please tell me the odds of that. Jeez. That's 30 minutes. That is beautiful landscape. I'm gonna just mark these coordinates in case I ever wanna build here. Five, four, three, two, one, and that's time. Can I please count that one? Well, anyways, in a single hour, we got 21, 22 if you count that last one, and that averages to one every three minutes. That is really fast. Just keep in mind, I'm only showing you the enchanted apples I find, but at the end of the video, you're gonna see all of the loot, assuming I survive, of course. Come on, be honest, did you think it was real for even one second? And that is the 50th city rated, exactly halfway. 
Ooh, look, it's a savannah village. Now, you may or may not know this, but sometimes inside of these chests, you can find tall grass. Yes, and these are special because this is the only way you can obtain this item. While we're exploring, let's just make sure to check these villages for the chests. The spruce villages are the same as well, except they have the tall fern item. Well, then I'm gonna keep doing this and I'll see you guys in a little bit. As I continued raiding cities, I streamed the whole process on the Discord server. If you'd like to come hang out and chat with me, there's a link in the description. Holy wow, this is a beautiful area. I gotta say, the Caves and Cliffs update has gotta be one of my favorites. When I wasn't getting distracted by the mountains, I also managed to watch two movies and listen to half of the Hobbit audiobook. That book is 11 hours long, so that's saying something. All of this city raiding really made me think to myself. These cities were supposed to be the most dangerous place in the world, but instead they're actually the safest. I wonder when Mojang is going to fix this method. Until then... That was easy. Yes, I really did buy a that was easy button just for this video. We only got 25 more cities to raid, and I think to keep myself interested, I'm gonna press that button every time I complete one. Then it's time to stop putting it off, and let's do this. That was easy. That's 80 done. That was easy. That was easy. 85 done. That was easy. 95 cities done. Okay, I just found eight enchanted golden apples in one city. That has got to be rare. Wow, that's really cool. I've never seen a woodland mansion inside of a mountain before. And this is the final city. Jeez, that's a lot of apples. No way, the final city, I just cut seven enchanted apples. That was easy. Oh, it feels good to be done. Now let's just head back and see all of the loot. Wait, I'm over 70,000 blocks from spawn. To get back, I'm gonna quickly make a nether portal. By using ladders and an ender pearl, we can glitch on top of the ceiling. And now because it's the nether, we actually need to crouch all the way back for 8,000 blocks. I'm kidding, that would take forever. Okay then, here we are. These are all of the shulker boxes full of loot from 100 ancient cities. Let's quickly sort everything out. First of all, the thing that everyone was wondering, I got over five and a half double chests of diamond hoes. That's roughly three diamond hoes per city on average. What am I gonna use all of these for? Next up, we have over three double chests of other side discs. Yeah, that's not obsessive at all. We also have over a double chest of amethyst shards, and then about 19 stacks of disc shards, and all of these Swift Sneak 3 books. This chest over here is the valuable one. So over three stacks of skeleton skulls, enchanted golden apples. Keep in mind that I originally had 37. So that means in all of the ancient cities, I found a total of 243 apples or roughly 2.4 per city. Finally, we also got all of these diamonds, plants and other things. That's really not bad at all. And saying it only took me about 20 hours, I'd call that a decent haul. Just before we put these catalysts into the storage, I want to try something. Okay, I'm so sorry, sheep, but nice. I still can't believe how many enchanted golden apples we have. What? What's that? So my remaining mega projects require a ton of new blocks. We should put everything on hold and build some more farms. 
I'm gonna transform this entire mushroom island into a full medieval kingdom with over 100 houses, a castle, a massive dragon, boats, and a ton of other crazy secrets. This video contains over 300 hours of work and is by far my most ambitious project ever. Make sure to stick around to the end and I promise you won't regret it. So about eight months ago, when I was exploring, I happened across this mushroom island. I thought it'd be pretty cool to make a base here, but the thing is to build anything here, these mushrooms first need to go. Okay, now that the mushrooms are gone, I'd like to begin with terraforming the shape of this island. Wait, oh my gosh, I got a sick idea. You see that pool there? Doesn't it kind of look like an eye of a skull? Oh, I could put another eye there and maybe a mouth below. Yeah, I'm gonna quickly try to shape this out because it would be so cool to make this island into a skull. To get the correct shape, I did use a few photos to trace it, but then I had to keep flying up and down to make sure everything was correct. Well, here we are. It's looking pretty fancy, except I lied. It looks horrible. We need to get rid of all of this mycelium. I think I just have a natural hatred towards all mushrooms or something. So there are pretty much two ways to do this. The first is to cover it all in water. That will convert the mycelium into dirt, where we could then place grass and it would spread. However, that method is pretty slow. So then we could try the second approach of covering all of the blocks in netherrack. Afterwards, we could remove the netherrack and should only have dirt. Oh. Oh man, there are over 100,000 blocks to cover. Here is the first block. Alright, it has been 15 hours and I have turned the entire place into a grassy oasis. Next up, it's time to terraform this entire island. I'm gonna first fill in all of these open spots and then I'm gonna make a platform for the future castle. It looks like the inner parts also need to be terraformed. I first cleared all of the water away and then mined them down. From there I replaced the floors and the walls to make them look much more rough and random. After I finished that, I spent several hours mining all of this flat land around the island down so it would look more natural. Now that we've finished that, I kind of want to connect these floating parts to the ground. I think we could use cobblestone, andesite, and stone to do this. This required building an additional cobblestone farm, as well as a super smelter to cook all of it into normal stone. And now I gotta mine a whole bunch of andesite. Perfect, we got all of our materials and now it's time to terraform. Because I was underwater for such a long time, I also needed a conduit. But to make the conduit, I needed a drown farm so that I could get the nautilus shells to make the conduit. Well, our island is fully terraformed and it only took 150 hours and countless YouTube streams. I do however think this is a good time to begin planning the city. I'd first like to put a castle up there somewhere and maybe leading up to it we can have a bridge. Just kidding, I lied. Actually, Actually two bridges. Next, I think we should begin working on the castle. I actually made a full separate video on building this castle, so I highly recommend checking that out first. But basically, I had to shape the castle, and then using over 80,000 blocks, I built up walls, a roof, towers, courtyards, houses, and this thing. Let's not talk about that. All of this required building an additional dripstone farm, netherwort farm, a villager breeder, villager trading hall, an iron farm, a dragon egg duper, sand duper, 
and a concrete converter. Yup, all in all, I spent about 200 hours making this entire island into what it is. But now this is where the video is going to get even more insane. Because today I'm gonna subscribe I mean, collect over 400,000 blocks to prepare for the surrounding city. I've made a full list of all the items I will need for this project. But the thing is, some of these are really difficult to get large quantities of. So the plan for today is to build all those farms for these items. First of all, we're gonna need a bunch of wood, but to store the wood, we're gonna need shulker boxes. My old shulker farm kinda broke. So the first farm we're going to be building is a shulker farm. It looks like there's a big list of items required. First up, scaffolding, smooth stone slabs, soul sand, buttons, trapdoors, glass, and... Alright, that should be everything. Now to build this farm, I was thinking that in the industrial district with all the other farms would be best. Well then, it's time to begin. I'm putting a bunch of snowmen in here. I guess these attack the shulker and make it work. I also needed to make this super easy snow farm for all of the golems. Okay now, we need to spawn an endermite in here. And get into the minecart. And that should be the last block of the farm. Now we actually need to get a shulker into the farm. And if I recall, yes, a while back, I actually managed to get a few shulkers into the overworld at spawn. So let's quickly make a path to the place. If I could please stop getting hit, minecart. Yes, there he goes. Move it, buddy. Drop in, please. And it should be working. Yes, we are getting shells. However, once these shulkers spawn on these spots, I'm pretty sure it's gonna be a lot faster. I think if I quickly build a chunk loader above the farm. Now while we work on our other projects, the farm will AFK and should get these shulkers. Although these shulkers are just half of the problem. To make a shulker box, you need two shells and a chest. To make a chest, that's eight wooden planks. Say I wanted to make several thousand shulker boxes, I would need a ton of wood. So I think our next farm will be a wood farm. I had a really cool idea for a wood farm area. Basically, there are nine different types of wood in game. Now I've researched high and I've researched low, and I've found really good farms for each of these woods. Now something that needs to be taken into account is that each of these farms require a ton of bone meal to fuel them. So what if we built all nine farms in one area and then make a crazy bone meal farm on top of that? After that, we could create tubes that link all of them to the bone meal farms. I actually think this is a really cool idea, but first I need to find where I'm going to build these farms. Possibly out here on the ocean? Because I do have a bunch of other farms out here, it might be a good spot. The first wood farm we're going to be building is going to be a mangrove farm. This new wood came with everyone's favorite update 1.19. The mangrove color is really nice, and I'm sure that on the castle island I'll use a lot of it. So let's follow the tutorial and build this thing. This run requires some stone bricks, and for some reason a bunch of stripped oak logs. This is going to be satisfying. Perfect. Now a ton of redstone stuff. Let's also grab some chests for storage. And I think that should be everything. I'm going to quickly go ahead and build the farm. Nice. That was actually really easy to follow. To test it, we need some propagules and then to place them here while it's running. Holy cow, that's all of the wood from like 30 seconds of running it. Although to let that farm AFK, I do need to make a propagule farm, but I'm gonna make that one later. Next up, we have another relatively simple farm, the Nether Trees farm. The cool thing about this is that it doesn't actually need a player to run. 
That essentially means it can be chunk loaded and will be producing infinite wood. There we are. To run this, we're gonna need a ton of bone meal, which I do not have. So before we test that one, I wanna build up the bone meal farm. Jeez, that's a lot of items. For some reason, this farm requires 400 target blocks, each of which require a hay bale. Do we have any hay? Not much. Well, I have seen people go to villages and get the hay bales. Why are there so many iron golems? And that should be all that we need. I suppose also a ton of redstone things. Some glass and concrete. And now that everything is in shulker boxes, we can go ahead and build it up. This farm design is by Il Mingo. It's a simple bone meal farm, but I built the largest version that makes over 26,000 bone meal in an hour. And there we are. If everything is working as intended, I should only have to put a bit of bone meal in this first section and then flick the lever. I think we can quickly connect the output of this farm to the nether trees and test if it works or not. Okay, here comes the first bone meal. I'm gonna need to let it run for a little while because it's gotta be completely full before the tree farm can work. The extra bone meal is starting to get burnt. I think if we flick this lever. Okay, the TNT. Oh man, the trees are growing. Oh my gosh, look at how much wood is just floating there. Actually, it's perfect because I was wanting to build the storage for all of these